1972, singer-songwriter Carly Simon released what would become her most famous song, You're So Vain. The song's lyrics detail a self-obsessed ex-lover. Simon based the character on real-life details of three men in her life. 51 years later, the public only knows who one of those men is, American actor and filmmaker Warren Beatty. Simon has revealed clues to the public regarding the identity of the other two men, and even told select individuals who the song refers to, but nothing has come to light yet. One person who is privy to the knowledge of who exactly is so vain is American pop sensation and Time Magazine's Person of the Year for 2023, Taylor Swift. In 2014, Swift tried her own hand at a secret diss track for her fifth studio album, 1989. In an interview with Rolling Stone, Swift revealed the song was about a fellow female musician. Quote, She did something so horrible, I was like, oh, we're just straight up enemies. And it wasn't even about a guy. It had to do with business. She basically tried to sabotage an entire arena tour. She tried to hire a bunch of people out from under me, said Swift. It didn't take long for the internet to figure out who Swift was beefing with. Katy Perry who shortly after the Rolling Stone article dropped, tweeted the following, quote, Watch out for the Regina George in sheep's clothing. End quote. A reference to the meanest girl from the hit 2004 film, Mean Girls. Three and a half minute long Taylor Swift song sparked a five year long feud between the two artists that would manifest in interviews, tweets, Instagram posts, award ceremonies, songs like Katy Perry's 2017 single, Swish Swish, and even in merchandise, with Katy Perry launching a perfume called Mad Love after a lyric in Swift's inciting single. All of this for a song that Swift never even directly admitted to being about Perry. In fact, she denied the fact in an interview with GQ in 2015. Quote, You're in a Rolling Stone interview and the writer says, Who is that song about? That sounds like a really intense moment from your life. And you sit there and you know you're on good terms with your ex-boyfriend and you don't want him or his family to think you're firing shots at him. So you say, That was about losing a friend. And that's basically all you say. But then people cryptically tweet about what you meant. I never said anything that would point a finger in the specific direction of one specific person. And I can sleep at night knowing that, said Swift. Swift could also sleep at night knowing that the single version of the track, a remix featuring new production and original rap verses from Kendrick Lamar, reached number one in Australia, Canada, New Zealand, Scotland, and the U.S. With all the publicity this brought for both Swift and Perry, could it be that the blood was actually good? That's right, we're talking Taylor Swift's bad blood on Cover Me. I was thinking that you could be trusted Did you have to ruin what was shine? That's right, it's Cover Me, the only podcast that compares famous songs to their many cover versions to find out which one hit me. I'm your host as always, The Snake, joined by my rusted co-host... Alex Mildenberger! Alex! That's, you got rust in your throat, or just... I'm rusty and creaky. And creaky. That's... Yeah. What happened to you, man? Need oil and polish to fix well, that. I, I should, nah, I'm all right. You're good. Oh, ah, I fixed it. A I got classic Alex trick. He's a big prankster, you guys know. Oh, man. Misleading people. Misleading. Alex, how you doing? You trust me. How, I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. I'm just, I got, I got, man, I got this class. I'm just wrapping it up. I just got my exam. I'm just studying. Like you're stu- is that all you're doing? Uh, not as much as I should, but Because I, yeah. I feel like you're the kind of guy that's like, dude, I gotta study, and then you do, like, a bunch of other things. Yeah. And then yeah. you, like, study at the last minute. Yeah. That's my vibe, too. That's, that's where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, a couple of slackers here, but we have a star student with us today, Alex. Somebody sure uh, who was last on the podcast. Oh, I forgot to ask you, Emily. Your last name has changed, right? <laughs> I was wondering if that was going to come up. It has changed. <laughs> okay. All right. Sweet. I was going to change it for you if you didn't, so it's all good. Uh, 
Perfect. Fantastic. So we have a guest we haven't had in four years. We're talking pre-pandemic. Last time you heard this person on air, they didn't know what the COVID-19 virus was. Um, and now they're married. Think about that. It's Emily McKenzie. Welcome to myself. Here Welcome I am. Welcome to yourself. Welcome on. How you doing, Emily? I'm so excited to be back. This is, I, I can't believe it's been four years. That is, I was trying to think on the way here, how long has it been? And I was like, oh, it's been like two years, max. No, yeah, I was like, that. we got her on for something like in the like, last right? couple years. No, nothing. I can't believe that. I but Nothing remotely, right? No, yeah. no, no. I Last I recorded was with Alex. That's right. I was remote. I was in Seattle. You were in Seattle. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was our Post Malone. Better now. Better uh, now. Great what episode. Fantastic episode. I'm not sure if that episode's still up on Spotify, but it's up everywhere else, listeners. So check it out. Uh, yeah, Emily. new name since then. Yeah. So it might be some confusion for, might be for some the viewers. Confusion. Yes. Who knows? Uh, what people. I do know is we're talking about Taylor Swift today, uh, an artist I typically know very little about. Uh, Emily, you wanted to talk about Taylor Swift today. Tell us about your, your relationship with Taylor Swift. Are you a big fan? Yes. So I, yes, I am a Taylor Swift fan. I do not consider myself a Swifty. I think there's a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, dedication that involves being called a Swifty and people who call themselves a Swifty, I think are a certain caliber of fan that I don't meet. Um, you have to like go online and defend her. Yeah, and you have to be like right? insanely acute about the lore. And there's so much Taylor Swift lore. There's so much folklore, if you will. Mm-hmm, Taylor Swift <laughs> pun. All right, right off the bat. I love it. Um, but there's so much. Uh, she's always said in a lot of her interviews that she likes being cryptic in her music videos and her songs, Instagram posts. So I, I just view them for what they are. I don't go and dive deep. Um, I'm sort of a passive Swifty, I guess you could say, but I, I consider myself a Taylor Swift fan. I have always enjoyed her music, um, but I have not attempted to get Taylor Swift era's tour tickets. So yeah. I think there's the big line of <laughs> I have I don't really have interest in in taking away a a moment for one of those true Swifties. So I I will be happy to watch the uh, watch the documentary. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I've heard I've heard good things about that documentary. Um, you picked this song specifically. We're talking about nineteen, the album nineteen eighty nine, because she recently released her Taylor's version of it. Recently, being two months ago, yes, where mm-hmm. she's she's taken back her music from the studios. Um, what about this song appeals to you so much? Um, I think a lot of the like background drama to this song, I think, appeals to me. I think it's it's a slightly different vibe for Taylor. I don't think she's often done diss tracks about you know friends or other female artists. Uh, I think it's probably the first incident of that in her career. Um, She's often like sung about people. And I think that's part of why I enjoy Taylor's music a lot is she is always singing about true like experiences that she's gone through, which I think comes across in, in some of the emotion. And I think this song is just a little bit of a different, different emotion for her. And I think it's, it's kind of a fun one to dive into the, the background of. I'm really excited to hear the different covers of this song because I think there's a few versions that I was really hoping would happen and we'll see if we got them or not. Right. Yeah. It's, it's definitely an interesting song once you dive into the backstory. Cause on the, on the surface level, I think somebody, some critic was like, it's basically Hollaback Girl. And I was like, yeah, I kind of like, <laughs> I guess, <laughs> like a softer Hollaback like Girl. That. But yeah, to get into it, especially where she's like, I had to make sure 
in this interview that people didn't think it was about my ex-boyfriend because that's usually what she writes about. She's like, yeah, this song's about an ex. This one's about an ex too. Here's another ex I had. And she had to be like, no, this is about a woman. And they're like, oh, that's crazy. Spicy. Yeah, it's a spicy piece. Um, Yeah, I don't really know a lot of Taylor Swift. I'm sure I heard this on the radio back when it was playing because it sounded It was number one, right? It was number one. It's number one, Alex. Number one in 20... 15? 15, yeah, because the single came out 2015. Yeah. The album was released in 2014. Uh, Alex, Taylor Swift, you obviously know enough Taylor Swift to make a folklore joke. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> tell me. Tell me everything you know and love about uh, her. Everything I know. I, I, I do like Taylor Swift. I, I came in kind of late, though. I, I mean, I usually miss the pop country stuff, so I'm kind of kind of skipped that. Mm-hmm. And then there was a bit of a, I don't want to say critical reevaluation, but there was a a thing I experienced just through osmosis on the internet of people saying like, hey, this Taylor Swift music is pretty good. Maybe check it out. Um, after kind of having written her off a little bit. And there was a time period around then where she had maybe was on a mild decline. She's come out of that. I think she was on hiatus mostly. On hiatus. Okay. But like I've, I've heard ref- references to it sort of her next era, mm. the like reputation era as being a bit of yeah. a low point. Ooh. I don't have too much controversial of an opinion, 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 but Alex. Uh, it's not my opinion that <laughs> honestly for Taylor Swift honestly, on the podcast. I have to do some of the Swifties a little bit of justice here and stand up for her. So, I'll be I'll be very pro Taylor in this podcast. Okay, perfect. Um, I'm going to say Taylor come on the podcast, defend yourself. Yeah, defend yourself. <laughs> uh in very specific and non-cryptic ways, if possible. Yeah. Um, but this kind of led into that too, because this is like kind of a more aggressive song and then it moves into that sort of next part, which is also maybe a little more, more aggressive as well. Reputation. She does the whole, the old Taylor dead thing. Okay. Um, that's the, that's in Look What You Made Me Do, I believe. Um, I was listening to the albums around 1989 to get an idea of like how things progressed kind of. Right. So. It's, okay. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. So, so you're in there. You're in the Swift mix. Uh, I, mostly 1989. I'll be honest with you. Okay, I think there's a lot of really good stuff on 1989. Well, it's, yeah, it's a good year. Yeah, Taylor Swift was born. Taylor Swift was. And born. I'm now looking at the Wikipedia page, and her birthday is in mere days. Yes, December 13th. <laughs> so a little oh, celebration. Shit. Yeah. Uh, so this this having. episode's gonna launch the day before her birthday. So amazing! Happy birthday, Taylor! Happy birthday, Taylor! Um, other big influences on this track. Anytime we talk about a big pop writer, there's always like 20 different people behind him. Here it's just a couple. Uh, important one being Max Martin, Max producer Martin. and co-writer. He's done stuff with Britney Spears, The Backstreet Boys, Celine Dion, NSYNC. He's like the pop guy. Oh yeah, and he's got like proteges that have produced a bunch of other stuff too. He's like. He's in the business. Yeah, so it's like, do you like Taylor Swift or do you just like Max Martin? Think about and it, maybe people. Shellback, <laughs> who's also on this Shellback, show. also on this, like a longtime collaborator with Max Martin. Two Swedish guys. Do Swedish yeah. people just run the pop industry? Somewhat, as I understand, the the music education system in Sweden is very good, and combining okay. that with pretty good English education, like they're just sets them up for right, success. So they're kind just, of, they're ready to win. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Well, exciting stuff. Um, we're going to talk more about more big artists later because there's a ton who get involved with this project. But for right now, we're just going to talk about the lyrics for the original album version of Bad Blood. See what we can get out of these things. So it begins. Because, baby, now we got bad blood. You know it used to be mad love. So take a look what you've done because, baby, now we got bad blood. Hey, let's start with hey. that. What could this possibly mean? I think it's pretty explicit. Someone has a blood infection. 
Yeah, blood infection. The blood is Sep- Septicemia. <laughs> yeah, Septis- the septicemia song. <laughs> no, I think I think this is is mostly just going in. You know, we used to be really tight, and mm-hmm. now we're not. You've done something that has really cut me deep that I'm bleeding. Yeah, that's yeah. the story of the song. You get some like kind of more common imagery getting stabbed in the back and all about cutting each other and, and bleeding and bad blood itself is a an actual term which i didn't look up specifically but like i know what it means in my head and that's that there's a feud basically there's a feud yeah exactly so it's, it's yeah, yeah it's betrayal very straightforward she's like you have done something to wrong me um it's a problem and then she goes on now we got problems i don't think we can solve them you made a really deep cut and baby now we got bad blood hey she's saying this is not fixable yeah. And that yeah. really like sets up, messed up. <laughs> that sets up the premise of the song. It doesn't move super far past that. No, this is we talk about a lot of like '60s pop songs that are similarly written, where it's like one idea and they kind of just hammer like, on that repeatedly yeah. and like say it in different ways. And like you get slightly different aspects, but in this, it's not like the perspective's changing or there's like a huge uh, introspection necessarily. Yeah, we don't get like a, a like a shift in time to some like inciting incident. There's no like it was this thing you did that really fucked me off. A or little cryptic. That. Yeah, a little cryptic. Um, but right. it said, it makes sound- it broad enough for you know yeah. people to 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 relate to. She claims that was like part of her idea. She's like it's actually a composite of people, and it's like okay. When I think you you look at the fan base that Taylor Swift typically has, and it's like. Females who, when this song came out, were probably in their teens, early 20s. And that's just like the classic group of people that has bad blood with some friend. That a friend (laughs) really hurt their feelings, and now they want a song to scream about in the shower. And to really relate to. So I think she really kind of did hit another nail on the head here with with her fan base. And I think that's why Reputation was actually so well received from a lot of her, her Swifty fan group. Yeah, Alex. Yeah, Alex. I apparently run in different <laughs> circles. Very true. Very true. You're not hanging out with all the young girls, yes. Alex? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think that's a good thing. But Yeah, you ask a lot of uh, Swifties what their favorite album is, and a lot of them are going to say Reputation, which mm. is not the album that this one's from, though, but, you know, that's... No. They're related, They though, are right? related, this, I think. In a lot of ways, led Swift. directly into that. Yeah. This song feels like it could have been on Reputation. Okay. Although I will say sonically, and we're not really talking about that yet, it's more 1984 than Reputation. But in terms of its Do you topic, mean 1989, Alex? 1989. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, <laughs> this picture. It's like, I don't really think this sounded like a David Bowie song, but I'm willing yeah. to hear your opinion. A little funky, but also then he talks about defecating ecstasy. Hey. Interesting. <laughs> we've all been there, am I right? Um... Uh, now we got problems. I don't think we can solve them. That's something I've said in math class. Am I right, everyone? <laughs> hey, uh, I'm the one with an exam on Monday. Hey, uh, think about uh, this. if you've got a problem you can't solve, yeah, Taylor could do it. Taylor could do it. Uh, did you have to do this? Opens the first verse. I was thinking yeah. that you could be trusted. Did you have to ruin what was shiny? Now it's all rusted. Let's talk about that. This really just expands on what she's already said. You did a thing. Even though we were friends. Yeah. Betrayal of trust, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I do like the what was shiny, now it's all rusted uh, metaphor. Yes. Um, and I was looking at the the genius annotations on it, and I feel like they talk about like, oh, metal is shiny, and like metals that rust more are less valuable. Like gold doesn't rust right. uh, in, in the same so way that Are you like, saying this is kind does. of a dig? To well, say that, she, that this person is a, is a metal that can rust? That can rust. I actually don't really bo- think that that's it. I think the more important thing to me is that, mm-hmm. like, 
rust is something that can be prevented yes with care for sure Uh. so like they're saying that like our relationship is this object and like it's rusting because you aren't taking care of it yeah keeping it up Mm -hmm. and i think in in the hollywood world a lot of these friendships do need to be maintained um and kind of people are always you know, showing their their loyalty in slight different ways, and so I think that's maybe where this comes from. Because I think I think it's hard to have true friends in Hollywood, and in I guess it's not Hollywood, but so in fame, it's right? Fame, celebrity yeah. in the celebrity world, we'll call it Hollywood. Yeah. But it's I think you it's really hard to have good friends. So I think you do need to maintain those friendships, at least from an outsiding perspective. Yeah, and of course, we've only seen so much of it. I had to like look up the whole timeline of their feud. Yeah. And it was like, pre this, the public things was like, they tweeted nice things at each other. Yeah. And then yeah. after it was like, passive-aggressive tweets about yeah. things. Yeah, and I think where a lot of this came from was that the alleged betrayal had to do with Taylor's business. And I think that was something that she was very protective of. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's why this song is so emotional. Yeah, because it's yeah. about her her art and I think about her tour because she had some backup dancers mm-hmm. that were typically working with Katy Perry. Katy Perry was like, well, I'm not working on a, a arena show right now. So, yeah, go hang out with Taylor Swift, but put in something in your contract. This is Katy's story. So, like, take it with a grain of salt. She's like, put in a 30 day, like, you know, leave in your contract so that if I go on tour, you guys can come jump on with me if you want. And then that happened. The dancers were like, okay, we're going to do that. We'll go talk to management. Management just fucking fired them. They're like, well, you're done. Get the fuck out of here. And that causes a rift. So, like, is it even, like, how much of a hand did Katie or Taylor have in their own feud? It seems like maybe it was a lot of, like, middlemen kind of fucked things up. Yeah, very true. Because I I, uh, consulted my resident Swifty, which is one of my coworkers. Shout out to Ailish. (laughs) And uh, she said that the problem was that Katie insinuated that it was Taylor that got the dancers fired. Right. And that was where I think a lot of the the spark started with this feud. Yeah, 100%. I don't think there's any way that that issue would have ever come directly to Taylor. And now it becomes a reputation issue. Mm Mm-hmm. Another pun from Alex. Hey, I'm just, <laughs> Alex, I'm just gonna I didn't go. Even, yeah. Didn't even catch it. See, I got. I, I'm just fearless with these puns. Okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, when it comes to making these puns, you're a bit of an anti-hero. Brackets remixes. Ay ay ay. Uh, but yeah, so that's the the thing. You've done something that is has tarnished our relationship. You were not even just like neglecting our relationship, but actively rusting it. Did you yeah. have to ruin what was shiny? Um, we come to the second half. I hate the pausing on this because mm-hmm. I don't know. It just speaks mm-hmm. to abuse. Mm-hmm. But I asked, did you have to hit me? Pause. Where I'm weak, baby, right. I couldn't breathe. <laughs> and rub it in so deep, salt in the wound, like you're laughing right at me. So this this kind of speaks to the deliberate nature of the betrayal. Yes, which I, I do think is a bit of a dramatization of what actually happened. And yeah. obviously, I don't know. I wasn't there. But uh, <laughs> I, I think this is really, this is, I mean, I think this is, speaks to the feeling you have when a friend of yours betrays you. It's mm-hmm. like, it feels like just salt in the wound while they're literally watching you laughing. Yeah, Because yeah. like, what do you do? You know, you kind of, in a betrayal situation, it can be kind of like, it's unexpected, right? And yeah. Like, what, what do you, you don't respond at first because I hardly believe it's happening kind of thing. Well, and yeah. especially if you've got a, a true friend where they know your weak spots and then it's, did you have to hit me where I'm weak? Like, why did you have to take that low blow? Mm-hmm. It's like fighting yourself. You know all your weaknesses. Yeah, so you don't expect it to come from a friend. 
Exactly. And then for them to be so casual about it and be like, hey, it's just what I'm doing. You're like, wow, this is cold. You're literally laughing at me. This is literally great. Literally laughing at me. So yeah, it's it's been a cold betrayal. Whether that's true or not, based on the facts we know, doesn't matter in the song. It's pretty pretty brutal. We come to the pre-chorus. Oh, it's so sad to think about the good times, you and I. That's pretty straightforward. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Looking Clean back, you guys were friends. Now we're not. Now we're not. Boom, hit the chorus again. We come to verse two. Did you think we'd be fine? Still got scars on my back from your knife. So don't think it's in the past. These kind of wounds, they last and last. And they last, rather. Um, pretty simple. You stab me in the back. These wounds aren't going to heal. Yeah, a straightforward metaphor of it's a stab in the back without saying that explicitly. And then scars represent, you know, yeah. lasting, lasting. They still pain. haven't fully healed over, it seems like. So that's still fresh, fresh scars. Although scars maybe sometimes never heal. That's I right. Well, that's, that's what she's singing. These kind yeah. of wounds last and last. And they look way cooler. Yeah, they're better if they're like on your face over just one eye. That's kind of like the coolest scar. The back's like okay. Yeah. Back looks like you got lashed. Lashes. Yeah. It's you got to get a lot, I think, on the back for it to look because then you do the scene where you drop your shirt and people are like, holy, there's a lot yeah, of scars true. back there. But you like just one? I don't know. Well, she says multiple scars. <laughs> it's true. It's plural. And of course, she's questioning. Um, of the thought process of this this other person here. Did you think yeah. we'd be fine? And then following up, now did you think it all through? Like, did you really think about this or like Yeah, it's like, like why why would you do this? Like it's, to them it's so obvious that it, it's it's a problem, right? Like, yeah, and still it's in a kind of disbelief. All these things will catch up to you and time can heal, but this won't. So if you're coming my way, just don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of a, a callback to or like on the chorus and they say, um, where is it? Yeah, I don't think we can solve the. Pr- you know, we got. Yeah, now we got problems. I don't think we can solve them. them. Yeah, this is beyond. Uh, you, know, the the bridge is burned. To yeah. use another metaphor, which is no, funny because they do end up mending end their up, friendship. Yeah. yeah, at least. Yeah, and uh, and getting together as a giant burger and and fries and hugging it out. That's right. Yeah. In this other music video, uh, that's like the cynic in me is just like there was never a feud. Three backup dancers, and we're going to have a five-year... I don't think so. I think we were selling records. That was... Yeah, I don't know if you remember, but that was another part of the, like, Taylor Swift narrative, or another, like, theory about it, because at the time, she had several feuds going on. Like, there was one with, like, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. Big feud. Um, oh, well, that's a little that more Kanye's fault, isn't it? She, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. And knowing like, what we know about Kanye now, I can say that that one's probably just fucking genuine (laughs) it seems like it right but i remember around the time there were certain accusations that it was all manufactured right the uh the sentiment the devil works hard but chris jenner works harder i feel like sometimes plays into effect in a lot of these uh super high i have not heard that (laughs) (laughs) it's one of my favorite like celebrity (laughs) sayings because if you look at the kardashians and the jenners every single thing they do appears calculated i have no idea it's just it's kind of a goofy little saying but i do think it it rings a little bit true in in (laughs) the world of celebrities and famous artists where you know if you have a good like pr team you can spin everything in your favor and you can strategically have you know blow-ups and feuds and things when the timing works for you and you can make it work better for your business right and like 
I think maybe like there's a possibility this started out genuine. I don't think there's five years of gas in this little conflict. Like, <laughs> I but feel I, like I, they, they kind of like picked up and they're like, yeah, oh, this is actually working great for us. They could have squashed it so much earlier yeah. or just like her team could have forced them to squash it. But I think it was the tiny little digs back and forth mm-hmm. on Twitter, or whatever it's called now. Uh, <laughs> X. X. <laughs> um, Instagram and all those sorts of things. Yeah, it was it was all just selling. Like even she, like Katy Perry makes a perfume named after one of the lines, named after Mad Love. I think if they really hated each other, that would have gone to court. Even if like Taylor she would have made have it smell bad or something. Yeah, like it would have been a joke <laughs> perfume if she yeah. was actually. She smells like rust and doo doo, and you'd be like, "Oh man, suck on Katy that." Perry Taylor does Swift does have a part in her Vegas show where she dances with someone dressed in a poop costume. Okay, <laughs> so that's not outlandish. <laughs> Does she still have Left Shark kicking around? Is that Left her? Shark is still a meme. It's still out there. Perfect. My um, now husband has a shark costume that he likes to pull out for Halloween, and I always ask him every time he puts it on if he's Left Shark. Fuck yeah. You should always have him just like off to the left of you. Yeah. This year he was a tiger shark, so he wore a tiger print underneath, so it was okay. not nice. Left Shark. but Not Left Shark, but you know. It's still there. It's still there. So in our house, Left Shark exists. Left Shark is real. Love to hear it. Um, I kind of lost where we were in the lyrics here. Uh, All these things will catch up to you and time can heal, but this yeah. okay. We covered verse two. This we hit the pre-chorus one. again. Chorus, the bridge. I like the bridge. I think the bridge is the strong suit of this song. Band-aids don't fix bullet holes. Yeah, what a classic line. That's Once again. It's probably one of the most impactful lines of the song, honestly. Yeah, honestly, the start and yeah, the bridge, all parts of the bridge, I think. If you live like that, you live with ghosts. If you love like that, blood runs cold. Like, yeah, you pretty, say sorry cool just line. for show. Yeah, like so. Yeah. Then, and maybe that's the problem is maybe Taylor never believed any of the apologies from from this alleged person who yeah. betrayed her. Could be it because she's like, you're just doing it to to make me think you're sorry, but it's not real. Yeah, and I mean, also another reference to not being able to fix this problem is like it's a it's a deep wound, and we only have band aids. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever tried to fix a bullet hole with a Band-Aid? Maybe it's not as bad have of an you? option. No, I have not. No. I've <laughs> had a couple you do opportunities where I can I try not. that here on the street, but <laughs> I've never gotten there in time. <laughs> yeah, you gotta make sure you carry Band-Aids. Yeah. Um, the other big reference here, apparently, is there's a song called Ghost by Katy Perry. Mm, and yeah, so she says, very uh, interesting. you love like that, you live with ghosts. There you go. You live like that. You live with ghosts. I guess, and at the, but at the same time, we're talking about bullet holes, so like uh, killing yeah. everybody, dead people. <laughs> They're all dead. Also, and I think I yeah. think she's saying Katie took the first shot and was like mm. made it count. Right. And so she's the ghost. Is Taylor Swift the ghost in this scenario? She's gonna haunt her. Taylor Swift is. Could be. Could be. Could catastrophe. Be. There would be a good. Oh yes, she's catastrophe. We'll get there. She's we'll get to that, which is yeah. its own thing. Um, but yeah, I think Alex, it can be both. Like, yeah, absolutely. A, a dig with the song. It could also just be coincidence. For all we know, it's Max like Martin a common wrote enough that word. Line. Yeah, but it's it's kind of you know it's one of those things that it's subtle enough that that the Swifties would pick up on it mm-hmm. and say you know hey this this lyric they overanalyze every they lyric in every song. Right. So I think there's. And there's a possibility that, you know, she did throw that in intentionally. Yeah. yeah. And I guess whether or not she did, now that it's in the Swifties' hands. Yeah, it's, it's kind of it's, irrelevant. Yeah. It's irrelevant. Because, like, if you look at the genius annotations on this song, 
it's mostly comparisons of lines from this song to lines from other songs. And they're like, she's a similar metaphor in this song. And it's like, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what a lot of them are. Yeah. That's uh, genius. Not typically very useful. Um, keeping that tradition strong <laughs> here. Uh, but that's the lyrics for this yeah. song, for the original album version. Yeah. We'll talk about the, the Kendrick Lamar remix in a bit. But that's the Swift original. Well, and I think if we're going to call it the original, we also have to be calling it the stolen version. Mm, we haven't right. got into any of that drama yet, but blah, I, uh, blah, blah. I will only refer to this as the stolen version because of um, the drama with her producer and Scooter Braun. I don't know. Break this down for me because I like loosely understand it. She's got people like managers and shit stealing money from her. Yeah. So, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And basically, it all started over like um, who has the rights to the masters. So, Scooter's or not Scooter, Taylor's first few albums, I think it was six albums, um, she recorded with Big Machine Records. And then what happened was in her contract, she was young and naive and she's admitted that she didn't, you know, kind of do her due diligence in her contract. And I guess the contract basically says you can't own the masters or the rights to your own masters. Um, And so she was negotiating and blah, 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 blah. Nobody could kind of agree on it. Um, And then so she made kind of the big decision to leave leave that um recording studio from my understanding um which was then taken over by scooter braun which meant that he was in charge of all of her or he owned the rights to her masters which she was not happy about um because she's been you know trying to acquire them herself trying to trying to get them back so that i think was was the drama was that she was not able to own her own music basically um, which, and I think it was, I want to say it was Kelly Clarkson that kind of said offhandedly, and I don't know if it was to Taylor or just said at the same time was like, why don't you just re-record all of your music so that you can own it? And then that's exactly what she did. I think she had already been in the process of that. Um, but she then re-recorded all of her music so that she owns the masters to it. So if you talk to a Swifty, the Swifties will, like if they have their Taylor Swift playlists, when she re-releases her her Taylor's version, the stolen version, the originals, are removed from playlist, never listened to again. So it's uh, they the Swifties stand pretty hard behind Taylor with with this. So it um, everybody's pretty proud of her for taking back taking back her um, her own music. Hell yeah! I think it's a great move on her part. It's shitty on the. And there's so many stories of exactly this like production companies yeah. and labels being like well we're gonna take all your money the beatles were like famously robbed throughout their careers uh same with the rolling stones they got a shitty manager who just like <laughs> was like hey i signed with me and just again robbed them so it's good to see somebody like a, a a big musician fighting back against that and being like i'll just make my own version of my music yeah and this i mean even this mate recording your own version has happened a couple times i can't remember specific for some reason, the only example I can remember is Real Big Fish, which is not a good example. <laughs> but it's happened a couple times. But this is probably the highest profile, or certainly right now it is, uh, version of this. Yeah, because right, was... like, Real Big Fish was huge, Alex. So that was yeah, I mean, it was Scott in the 90s, man. Scott in the 90s, different world. unstoppable. Yeah, and I mean, it was definitely a risk for Taylor, because I think 
I think anytime you do that, you run the risk of people being like, oh, the new version sucks. Like, I'm just going to listen to the old one. But I think her fan base at the time she chose to do this stood behind her so strongly that they said, we are going to rally behind you. We are going to make your versions our versions. For sure. And she's and still doing her like cryptic marketing and yeah, stuff. Yeah, so she, we're like, still drop waiting. A hint and they'll be like, ooh, when is the next one? We're still waiting on Reputation and Taylor Swift to be re recorded. Like, like, the first one? Yes, or, yeah. her original album, which I am the most excited about. <laughs> because, let me tell you, there is a song that I had on my iPad, or my iPod, mm-hmm. my iPod video nano or whatever I had in <laughs> 2007. And, um, and it was I'd Lie. And that, I guess, never made it to the album. It's not on Spotify. You can't find that song. Oh, my God. But I have all of the lyrics memorized. I'm so excited. And the rumor is that it's going to be one of her vault tracks. So when she's been releasing... Yes, exactly like Slut. So when when we um when she re-releases her music, she's been releasing songs that she had recorded at the same time for the album that didn't get released. And so she's been kind of giving out all of these new songs that were previously recorded. Where did you get this song from? Was it on the CD? It was, it was like on, a bonus track? Well, it must have been on her original like release. Yeah. So I probably got it off LimeWire. Hmm. Um, <laughs> or wherever I had acquired music back in the early 2000s but or late 2000s i don't know when but uh it was on my ipod and i thought it was just one of the songs in the track but if you look on spotify now you can't find it it's not actually released sometimes there's there's some david bowie songs like that yeah too. there's they, a they few taylor songs like on that like the cd and then they just didn't make it a yeah it's so interesting so i'm i'm very uh very excited for the re-release of that hell yeah that's that's an exciting find a little there. side note there I love an artist who's got a vault, you know? It's a good practice. You learn it from Disney. Exactly. Keep all your shit in a vault and release it slowly. Disney, Prince, and apparently Taylor Swift. The uh, Disney Taylor vault Swift. always confused me because I was like, what do you mean you can't buy this like, I have the VHS I was like, thing. I have it. <laughs> Disney's like, we don't want your fucking money unless you're spending it between these intervals. <laughs> Let me buy Bambi. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to cry. Exactly. <laughs> Hell yeah. Let's talk about what this version sounds like, though. We are listening to the stolen version. I might update it on this playlist just for the people. Because right, honestly, having listened similar. to Taylor's version, they're they're basically the same. They're yeah. basically the like, same. Like, I was try- doing some comparisons right after it came out, right after uh, 1989 Taylor's version came out, and, like, there's some small differences in, like, delivery mostly and, like, maybe levels here and there, but, like, it's really similar. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah. And that's the goal, right? Is- yeah. Yeah. I think she makes yeah, and, and she has in some of her her versions she's she's changed some songs lyrically this was not one of them um but she's she's made some adjustments but this one my ear was not good enough to pick up many differences fair all right well, let's talk about this so it opens with drums right no it opens with vocals we get the chorus right off yes. the bat don't bore us get to the chorus and that's what she does trying to turn this down on our end so we can listen to it without it being over uh too loud um yes yeah, starts with that very echoey singing yeah the chorus. sort of like multi-tracked and there's like a real like it's almost a call and response in these lines they're like cut yes. up into two halves it's, yeah almost i actually i actually think the verse is more of a call and response structure okay and the chorus is 
It's they're kind of both, I would say, because that did you something something. Here's the response to yeah, exactly. that little something. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> t- can we release Jake's version? Sorry. Can we release Snake's version of this? Yeah, it's, snake it up. Snake, I'm gonna do the whole album Snake's version. I love it. I will buy it. A guy who kind of heard Taylor Swift like once or twice. <laughs> Welcome to New York. But do you also think the verse, and this has made me digging yeah. a little deep into the Katy Perry versus uh, Taylor Swift conflict, sure. kind of has the same pattern as E.T. Kiss me. Kiss me. Did Interesting. Wait. I want to hear the remix of that. I actually kind of love that. No, the Katy Perry song. Katy Perry. Wonderful Katy Perry song. I apparently don't know. Interesting. I feel like you must Maybe. have heard it. You've There's... been to a school dance, right? They would have played it. Not in high school. <laughs> Not in high school. There we go. Um, and they... it's got Kanye West on it, so that's kind of two birds, one stone for Taylor Swift. Oh. Oh. Interesting. Interesting. She, um, she there are some... People. I'm trying to remember. I, I wish I had the specifics. There's some idea that like the beat from this is reminiscent of some other song, but no, I don't remember what. Was it E.T. by Katy Perry? Probably by Katy Perry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I did. I think I know what you're talking about, Alex. I also, like, didn't write it down. I was like, that'll never come up. And Uh, here we are. Here we are. You brought it up. (laughs) I I brought it up. Well, I brought up E.T. I didn't bring up the other song. (laughs) Okay. Um, Anyway. I expected you out of a better knowledge of Katy Perry's songs about aliens produced by Kanye West. You'd think. For some reason. What do you think about the hay on this song? That's very like it comes up a lot, right? Thousands, yeah. And it it just reminds me of like because I've been at the bar when this song's been playing, and all the girls oh, are screaming, hey! "Hey, and it's it's kind of do a vibe. They even do it at the end when it comes up a lot. They just do it every time. Oh, they okay. know the words off by heart. They've nice. sung the song with their friends getting ready seventeen times that night, and they're they're in it. It's pretty hype. It is pretty hype. Yeah, this song is all about hype. Apparently, that hay is also a big like Max Martin move, according to the internet. Like Max Martin fucking loved hay. He loves the hay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you can be like, well, it just happened in pop music. And it's like, yeah, that was Max Martin. <laughs> yeah, he is pop music. Is he's he's bigger than I think? Hey. Oh yeah, yeah. he's Mass- huge. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, this is the first time I had heard of him. He's still behind the scenes, but like, if you get yeah. a little bit into like, yeah, these are those guys yeah. that like just make so much money, but nobody actually knows their name. And they kind exactly. of have probably yeah. the best like, like celebrity experience because like the circle of people who would recognize them on the street is way smaller. Yeah, you yeah you only get like real heads who'll be like, I love your production work on this. And you're like, thank you, and you're like, thank you. You are the people I want to know me, and then yeah. he, they just make money off everybody else. Exactly. And so mm-hmm. the rest Amazing. of are just mostly anonymous. It's Amazing. It's, <laughs> it is the dream. You go, Max. Who has? There's like a stand-up comedian with a bit about how great it would be to be like the drummer from Coldplay because no one would know who you oh. were, but you're still in Coldplay. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good bit. Oh fuck, I don't know who does that. Yeah, though. I can't remember who told that joke. Anyway. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, Max Martin, huge deal. He loves his haze, and this apparently this sort of like military like drum beat march which is a lot of what makes up this song it's very this song focused. is super drummy which i guess is where you would draw some uh hollaback girl comparisons yes a little marchy yeah yep. a little marchy same vibes um yeah verse so the verse um the vocals kind of like drop their echo for part of it but then it comes back like it's because that that's part of the call and response feeling I yeah think, is like this there's more echo on part of it the change on the vocal track yeah. there yeah you get the sure. overdubs and then 
kind of drops out. So it's like that two-part melody. So it's kind of choppier to smooth. Nice little back and forth. Good effect. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like we're soft and softened in general here. We've got this like uh, kind of synth pad that fills in the back. Yes. And, and then she's coming down low. Almost like the chorus is like the big like show for the public. She's like, it's fucking on, bro. And then she's like, do you really want to fight? What the fuck are we doing here? Like, yeah, I thought we were friends. What is wrong with you? Yeah, exactly. And then and then another synth. There's like a heavier bass synth that comes in that just like. Bah. Yeah, a lot of this song is like each section is split into two halves. And the first half is like the minimalist half. And then you kind of bump it up for the second half of that yeah, section. Absolutely. I think it leads to some of that building quality that you just you want people to sort of feel that that mm-hmm. anger absolutely absolutely we say build more than almost any other word on this show incredible That's, yeah must be an important tactic in the musical world it's all about that build baby it's we think about how much uh, popular music is based on when will the bass drop at least in the 2010s like that was all about yeah. build yeah you gotta build before you drop That's you gotta right. go up before you come down um i'm trying to think of a bob the builder joke but i got nothing <laughs> can, <laughs> can we, we build it yes we can Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Hey, there you go, Alex. That's something. <laughs> uh, we'll workshop it. Why don't we drop uh, this line of thought and instead talk about the pre-chorus, which brings in a new little fun synth that oh, goes... Yeah, playing like these 16th notes just real real quick. Yeah. We're almost there. And this is like kind of the first time she really like sings. She kind of cuts loose on the vocals for this part. gives you a little bit of like... I'm a good singer. This is like the soaring part, right? Yeah. Also part of the build. And like you hear that in pre-courses, I think, a lot. Just to fly up, basically. Yeah. It's soaring for a reason, right? Yeah. That's right. And I don't think like, to be honest, I don't think this song is the most, um, doesn't showcase Taylor's vocals as much as some of her other songs. It's more to me of like a sing-along song. So it's nice that she kind of threw in a line where she's like, don't forget, I can sing. <laughs> yeah, she's like, here's a little like taste of something good for you. But you're right, it is like an arena song. This is when you play live. It's almost her, like, we will rock you. Yeah, yeah. A lot it's of the not same production like, techniques. I mean, obviously, yeah. she's yeah. extremely oh, talented, yeah. but it's, does, this doesn't quite showcase it as much as, as, as some other styles of songs that she's got. Yeah, and she's got a ton. Like her her tour era is all about is how she's got so much shit. <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot of artists who have sort of monetized the the phases right in, mm-hmm. in the way that she has. And normally it's more of a fan thing, but now she's kind of well. And I think she's kind of uh, this because I've heard a few whispers of people, and by whispers I mean they're screaming it on the internet, saying <laughs> that they want other artists to do eras tours. Which is not a new concept, I don't think. I think there's been other artists that have done, you know, the greatest hits. Yeah. But I, I yeah. think it's it's like people are like, I want a Justin Bieber eras tour. I want a Miley Cyrus eras tour. Be interesting. And so I, I, I wonder if she's going to sort of open up this this new sort of all-encompassing tour, world tour. Yeah, she's certainly upping the standards, if nothing else. Absolutely. Like, before it used to just yeah. be Bruce Springsteen doing three-hour shows, and now yeah. like, but Darn even Brooks. he, like, he doesn't think of it in terms of eras, even though we might, you know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. because that's what we do on this show. That's what we, yeah. <laughs> but like, there's not necessarily a lot of pop stars who have such defined eras. No, but it is an interesting and, way to look. And at she's it. she's had some sort of different musical styles, which I think is is really impressive for somebody who was able to do you know, country and pop and now mm-hmm. a little bit indie and a little bit sort of on the rock edge. 
Um, which for this song, I was I was really hoping. I'm I'm really excited for some some rock covers. Was what I wanted. I was like, oh, I yeah. want it. Yeah, and like I, I, I find would find something a little harder for this, but it uh, we got close. Didn't come. We got close. We I I would compare that to sort of David Bowie over time yeah. as well, mm-hmm. playing in different genres. Um, Drink every time you guys say David also, Bowie on this podcast. <laughs> well, we do on this show. That's also what we do on the show. But you, you are right. I think it's an apt comparison, and it's interesting to think about David Bowie's shows, which unfortunately I never got the pleasure of actually going to one. Mm-hmm. But um, typically what he does is kind of reinterpret his music through whatever era he was in at that time. Yeah. So I'll be like, here's, I, he's like, I'd made this song in 85 or whatever. I kind of thought about it a bit more and here's how it should be. Whereas it seems like Taylor Swift is just like, boom, here are the distinct eras. They're maybe a little bigger on stage, but it's not like here's suddenly a salsa version of fucking <laughs> like bad blood or whatever. Yeah, I think. Not yet anyway. Not <laughs> yet. <laughs> maybe she'll play at the New Orleans Jazz Festival or something. And, we'll get and it's part of what makes stuff. her so relatable to her fan base because everyone's like, you know, right now you hear a lot of these people that are like, oh, I'm in my blank era. Mm, and they're like, yeah. I'm in my wife era. So they just got married. And it's yeah. like, it's, it, they've kind of really latched on to that, which I think is good because I think a lot of people do go through eras in their lives. And I think that made her a little bit more relatable with, with the marketing of this tour. For sure. It speaks to almost that, like, looking back at an old photo album of the, all the phases you went through, right? Yeah. And it's just, like, snapshots of these pieces of your life, and that's what she's, she's yeah. providing with her tours. Especially if you grew like. up alongside that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a, it's a solid performance. Yeah, like you said, not, like, this is not her great, greatest song. It's very catchy, but it's not her, like, songiest song. Yeah, like, if you ask a lot of Swifties what their favorite song was, I don't think a lot of them are going to say Bad Blood. No. Do you think they would say uh, Antihero? Possibly. The top, the top track on title. Or would Possibly. they say maybe Cruel Summer? Cruel like Summer. You get some Cruel Summer. You're absolutely absolutely getting some Cruel Summer. That is one of my top one of my top songs for top sure. Songs for sure. Excellent. Well, let's bring it back to this, this song here. Let's talk a little bit about this chorus, because it's interesting, because it is kind of Hollaback Girl, but at the same time, the way it gets bigger in the second half of this chorus is like adding an acoustic guitar. And right. some like extra synth. You're like, oh, this is not really like hard. some of that like some of the like country roots coming back. Yeah, yeah. Nice, right. Yeah, we could guitar. have probably done a little bit more to really, really lean into it, but mm-hmm. I I think it does the job. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it does fine, and like it, it's really about that vocal. Like now we got bad blood. All the ladies singing it. Yeah, everywhere they are, wherever it plays, you stop. Like like the Manchurian Candidate, you're just programmed to <laughs> to sing along to this. When you hear it. It's the trigger words. Uh, what other exciting musical moments are there in this? We've kind of covered the basic elements. I really like when it sort of drops into that band aids don't fi- fix the, bullet holes. The middle oh, yeah. eight section. Yeah, yeah. It drops down. She's it's very soft. It's very soft. I think it really helps it build. You know, I I really enjoy that like slow sort of stripped back Get a little bit synth yeah exactly high hat on there little hi hat and it's probably like the most vulnerable she sounds she's like band-aids don't fix it totally and then she just like i imagine her on stage just like throwing down at this point like yeah you just whip back to the the heavy outro here where it's all big did you see did you watch eras sorry the movie? Yeah. I have not seen it. I think it. it's only playing at Canyon Meadows now. <laughs> no, I, uh, anyway, I will watch TV. it. I will watch it. I just haven't. Yeah, it'll come to some streaming service, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Someone probably already has the rights to that. Um, 
Yeah, and then it breaks into, after that middle eight break, back into the chorus. Everyone's back together. The band's all back together. You know, all those synths, that guitar. And then another synth that's kind of like sliding around. Yeah. Exactly. This guy gets it. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Um, yeah, just you get that like really full sound. Yeah. Yeah. That's the... Big vocal ad libs. Some wow. Shit like that. And we end on that. Hey. Hey. I always love a song that ends with just like, hey, suddenly. and then, you know, a lot of times the artist throws their one arm in the air and it's, oh it's yeah, it's exciting. Classic. Everyone can oh, do yeah. it with them in, in the live setting. And uh, we often talk shit about fade, fading out. So. <laughs> we oh, often yeah. talk shit about a fade out on <laughs> yeah. here. So, yeah, it's good to have a definite ending. Um, and this song definitely ended. Now, we can talk briefly about the lyric video for Taylor's version of this. Taylor's version of the album version. Which mostly features it's lyrics loud. and a volcano. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot of just volcanic imagery. Yeah, just lava, just a lot of lava. Uh, I think so loud. I think <laughs> <laughs> I will say lava. That would be bad blood. Yeah, and I was like, maybe that's what they're going for. Maybe it was just like this whole thing was heated, and then you imagery. know, as I actually like kind of liked that as you hit the chorus was when you started getting these eruptions and some of that like magma spurting i don't know if that was just because it was convenient or if it was intentional this is the most popular part of the video right here is that what the where the, the explosion goes off it's actually right at the end of the the middle eight <laughs> if oh, you okay. love like that blood runs cold i don't blood know runs cold. everyone wanted to see that i think because it's again. right before it drops because oh, then you get yeah everybody's just waiting for the money this is what you got to see. Hang on, I'm going through it. Look at that. Blood runs cold. Very exciting. Yeah, you get this full screen. Blood runs cold. Hell About yeah. About 241 in that video. Let me see that shit. 241. If you love like that, blood runs cold. Yeah. Uh, I don't have much else to say about this one. Uh, as yeah, is I usually true for lyric about videos. It too much. <laughs> um, and we do got to get started talking about quote unquote covers. Yeah. Beginning with Taylor Swift and Kendrick Lamar in uh, 2015. The remix. This is the remix. Do we have to talk about the, the music video for this stolen version, though? Um, the music video for the stolen version is the Kendrick Lamar remix, though. So I think we got to talk oh, about that first. Yep, I'm with and you. And then talk about. Okay, I'm in. So this is kind of the more, and I think maybe rightfully so. I enjoyed this version more, the the Kendrick Lamar remix, because we get a little, we get a little Kendrick Lamar. I like him. I don't know if you guys are are big Lamar fan. heads. Yeah, he replaces sure. the uh, the verses basically mm-hmm. with yeah. his own. Yeah, and so they're like, so Kendrick was on the stolen version as a mm-hmm. remix and then brought back to many fans pleasure okay. that he was back for the Taylor's version. Yeah. So I think that was that was definitely it wasn't originally released. So when I listened to the the 1989 Taylor's version drop, Kendrick wasn't on it, mm. but then she like very shortly after released the remix with Kendrick and I was like, "Yes." Yeah, it's dropped in at the end as a bonus track yeah. there. It's the 22nd yeah. track. Yeah, is, I mean, there's amazing. a lot of tracks on there. Tons, tons of tracks on there. Yeah, it comes um, from the vault, that's why. Yeah. yeah, so we get different production on this. It's a lot more uh, synthier and a lot darker in terms yeah. of like music going on. Yeah, lower, a lot more bass. Slightly faster. 
Slightly faster. Slightly yeah. Faster? That might be to keep up with uh with these bars from Spittin'. from Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Spitting. Um, we're gonna take a look at those right now. I can't take it back. Look where I'm at. Uh we was OG like DOC. Remember that? Remember that. My TLC was quite OD. ID my facts. ID my now POV of you and me, similar Iraq. I don't hate you, but I hate to critique overrate you. These beats of a dark heart use baselines to replace you. Take time and erase you. Love don't hear no more. No, I don't fear no more. Better yet, respect ain't quite sincere no more. Ah! <laughs> that is like, I think just isolating that is an incredible spoken word poem. Oh, yeah. he's He's got that vibe to him, Lamar. Yeah, he's, absolutely. And some good stuff in here. So, like, like, the base idea of this is still the same. You've betrayed me. I'm hurt. I put a lot into this relationship, and and you've you've betrayed that trust and that love. Yeah, and some references to things that I don't know about, like DOC. DOC. Um, I, I don't remember that. Uh, 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 I wrote down all this shit. Allegedly, uh, drug of choice. Drug of choice, but also a rap artist, an original yeah. gangster rap artist, DOC, yeah. whose real name uh, is the initials TLC, which plays into the next line. Mm, so um, maybe, was there any bad blood between those people? No. So with, with rap, they like to go off the track. So he's saying, we were yeah. original gangsters, like my man, uh, DOC was an original gangster. So we were tight, like he's cool. Right, mm, okay. I remember that. that. And then my TLC, so my tender love and care, was quite OD. OD here even has two meanings. Right. Um, Kendrick's first LP was called OD, which stood for overly dedicated. So not only overdose, which also plays into that drug of choice read on uh, DOC, but uh, he was overly dedicated to this person with his tender love and care. But also DOC, the rapper, is Tracy Lynn Curry. That's their their, their government name. Layers. Man, Layers. rappers <laughs> impress me so much. Dance. I love rap music. I know. It's it's the toughest thing <laughs> yeah. to talk about on the show because it takes like an hour just to get through <laughs> oh, all the references. Yeah. It is so impressive. Like, I just love experiencing rap music. But then if you start digging into it, it's always like this. It's always so good. <laughs> Our yeah. Empire State of Mind episode where half of it's just like, all right, this is a reference to this. This is a reference to this. Oh, yeah, so, so like this McDonald's is where Jay-Z <laughs> yeah. used to sell crack. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah it's a lot um my tlc was quite odious so, he, so again he's like i love too much um id my facts that's means take a look at my facts um we're like the uh, the the civil war in iraq that's you and i right now we were once united but now we're divided uh i don't hate you but i hate to critique you overrate you is like you know i'm not I, I don't hate you but i i hate that i have to critique your decisions and yeah i hate that we're in this mm -hmm. place mm-hmm and now instead of, you know, having you around, I have to use music to replace you. The beats of a dark heart use bass lines to replace you. Take time and erase you. Love don't hear no more. So he's drowning this person out by writing his pain into music here in these sick bars. And yeah. uh, <laughs> I think I think this just adds. I think this is I think Kendrick is a is a welcome addition. Yeah, I think it rips. I think it's yeah. pretty hype. And that's just the first verse. I He's got know. A second one. Um, let me see if I can find it here. Remember when you tried to write me off? Uh huh. Uh -huh. Remember when you thought I'd take a loss? Don't you remember? You thought that I would need you. Follow procedure. Remember? Oh wait, you got amnesia. Oh. It was my season for battle wounds, battle scars, body bump, bruise, stabbed in the back, brimstone, fire, jumping through. Still love my life. I got money and power, and you got to live with the bad blood now. I love this one. This one is my favorite Kendrick part. I think because it just. To me, it's so like, 
you put me through so much. It was my season. I went through it, battle wounds, mm-hmm. everything. But like, I still got money and power. And yeah, maybe you don't. Maybe yeah. I see. At the, he's like at the end. I got through it. You have to deal with all your bad decisions now and all this bad yeah. blood. Yeah, and I think I mean if you look at the level of fame between Taylor Swift and allegedly Katy Perry. Mm-hmm. there's really no comparison. Sure, Katie is still an incredible artist and still very popular, but nobody touches Taylor right now. Yeah, nobody has that. She's, she's like Time Magazine's person of the year. like And like actually probably the right choice. That's weird. I thought it was a mirror again. <laughs> uh, anyway. You do look a lot like Taylor Swift, so I understand how you got confused. You're like, oh, I won again. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> have they ever done that yeah they did one it was um, it was like the person person of the year is yourself you. i love that fuck okay that's well alex <laughs> got a little time magazine of your knowledge that'll come in handy later um <laughs> yeah so that's the second uh, verse is really like you put me through a lot of shit but i got past it yeah. and i'm better for it now but you are worse off for being you such like, a shit person you definitely i mean this is right around to pimp a butterfly era yes um, you are for kendrick lamar and you like there's some like bits in here. You get some of that like similar flow. I like when he says that like the battle wounds, battle scars, body bump, bruise step, all that stuff feels familiar in that mm-hmm. in that way. And then also the I all like love my life. I got money and power. Life, money and power is like I'm trying to remember the song that's from. Oh my gosh, I don't know. Feels Jay Z esque. It does feel I, like I could trying to, but maybe just because you mentioned, I'm thinking of a, of a Kendrick Lamar song, but now I can't. Mm. Okay, you're saying he, you're kind of doing the Swifty approach on this. Is that what you're telling? Yeah, me? exactly. I'm, I'm doing the comparison, but it doesn't mean anything. Right. It's the, <laughs> That's he also the other thing we do on in this another show. song. <laughs> yeah. And I think basically he's saying like, you got to live with the bad blood now because I did nothing wrong. Yeah, he's like, I'm clean and I'm just I'm living my best life now. Yeah. yeah. So to now take it from that angle of like. Like you're facing the consequences to your actions, and even though it was bad for me, like I can recover because I was the innocent one. Innocent one. Mm-hmm. New angle on the song. It's cool. I mean, that is still like in the original, but yeah, this idea. I of, guess so. But yeah, we're like really hammering it home in this one. I think also yeah. mentions brimstone and fire jumping through, which is in the lyric video we just talked about. <laughs> right, the 2023 <laughs> lyric video, which could have been no way influenced. Yep. This, well, I, I, mean, the, I mean, I mean, the other way around, but right, yeah, but also the 2023 lyric video is about is the, the non, yeah, it's version. not the Kendrick version, yeah. So, so yeah, maybe, maybe influenced, but also maybe not. Think about that, Alex. Counterpoint. I'm thinking no. about it. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about. I let's talk about this music video, right? That's the big yeah. thing. Ooh, we forgot about. a we forgot oh. a lyric though. Oh shit! So there's a after. So in this with Kendrick, he adds after the band aids don't fix bullet holes, you say sorry just for show. If you live like that, you live with ghosts. Oh, but the yeah. Kendrick part is, yep. you forgive, you forget, but you never let it go. Actually, right. it's you never pause. let it pause. Go. Pause. Go. Which has become a chant in her tour. So I oh, think it was in her her previous tour, I think it was a chant, but in the Eras tour, for sure, like the audience takes over that line. And it is okay. like, you know, one of, those, one of those lines that just really, I think, gets the audience going because they're, they're looking forward to it the whole song because they're like, this is my line. I'm in it. It's actually quite fun to watch some of the the videos of it. Oh yeah, like they just pop in on the on the bridge or whatever. Yeah, so That's it's pretty well, cool. no, it's just so Taylor will sing. If you live like that, you live with ghosts, and then the audience goes, "You forgive, you forget, but you never let it go." And right. it's it's pretty hype. That's good info for uh, going to see the movie. Yeah, if you're if you're ready, you got to know all the little 
the little lines. There's a few of them. Yeah, you gotta you gotta know all your cues. It's yeah. kind of like going to see a Rocky Horror Picture Show. You gotta know all you the gotta things. The you gotta lines. bring toast to to throw at the screen. <laughs> all those things. Um, yeah. You're right. Good call on that line, Emily. We got to talk about this music. Video, we got though, to. Um, which is made by another big uh, pop icon, Joseph Kahn. Who does a lot of music videos for pop people, including uh, the Backstreet Boys, who we talked about on Everybody. Oh, yeah. And so this is the music video yeah. for the the stolen version with Kendrick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's with very Kendrick. confusing, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's so superhero to me, and it yes. is so Taylor is the superhero. This is her squad. Mess with her, you mess with all of us. Yeah, it's like a it's like a weird like kind of Hollywood plot. Uh, there's a lot of like references to other films. You get a little Sin City, Tron, The Fifth Element. Uh, there are definitely called, Tron bikes in this. Definitely Tron bikes. Um, she's in like a The Fifth Element costume and like getting scanned pretty early on in the video. Yeah, but Kill then, Bill. Yeah, Even definitely more Fifth Kill Bill later because Haley Williams is basically just dressed as Lilu. That's right. <laughs> um. Yeah. Also, I'm gonna say a little like Oceans, Oceans Eleven, just because we're introduced to the squad. Yeah, a touch of that because yeah, you're like here's, here's like the most whole gang. of it is that. Yeah, and when um, I so yeah. when I watched this, I kind of was like, you know, this to me is just Taylor almost bragging and showing off. Like, look how big my team is. These are all the people that support me. Mm-hmm. You've got like all these like huge celebrities. That like, because I, I hadn't seen this music video before, and so watching it for the very first time, I was like, "Oh, that's so and so." Oh, yeah. wait, is that? Oh, another one. I was like so impressed of all these like celebrities that were in it, and then look, I kind of looked look into it, and up. I was like, "Oh, these were all people that at the time like strongly showed their support for Taylor." Yeah, and who are also big name celebrities. It's big names, like yeah. her version of the Expendables, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then it's like you kind of have that that original with Selena Gomez arson betraying Taylor at the beginning of the video when when we kind of jump into it. But yeah, so, so it's I think these that two was like I think yeah, that sorry, was like <laughs> I think that's sort of the metaphor for for another big name betraying her. And right, so they She's use, like, I'll get Selena Gomez. To I'll play get this Selena because right. her and Selena, I think, have classically been very good friends. Very There's good friends. even. Uh, suggestions that her hair in this is similar to Katy Perry's hair at the time. Oh yeah, I can see that. Um, you are such I a swifty, Alex. I haven't I double love checked <laughs> Katy Perry's hairdo in twenty fourteen or so many. She has had a lot. Yeah, I mean, they could have made it really obvious by giving Arson like cupcakes for boobies or something. Yes. that would have made it pretty clear. <laughs> <laughs> she does at one point uh, have uh, metal spikes. Which is oh. similar to cupcakes, right? So, yeah, yeah, both I put in my mouth. Yeah. Oh, I guess that is Taylor Swift, though. Not. <laughs> oh yeah. Not yeah. Arson. So uh, yeah, we got this three Haley cast. Steinfelds at one point. That's right. She plays the Trinity. Yeah. Yeah. All uh, the celebrities chose their own name allegedly too. That's right, because somebody asked uh, uh, Paramore Haley Williams why yeah. she chose the Crimson Curse, and she tweeted something about women bleeding. Hang on, I have it here. Uh, she wrote, because what is as brutal as a period? Nothing, I tell ya. She was inspired by the female menstrual cycle. There you go. And not her go. red hair. I thought I assumed it was just the red she hair. She also has the red hair. Yeah. But that's, I mean, Lilu. <laughs> yeah, oh, of course, Lilu as well. Little Fifth Element. A classic Lilu. Yeah. So we get uh, even a different uh, instrumental opening on this. It's very cinematic. 
Um, yeah, where they do their like scene at the start where they're stealing some kind of briefcase. Yeah, a very just kind of like generic. We're beating up dudes in an office. There's a couple like Charlie's Angels moments where they're putting on lipstick or like yeah. checking their makeup screen or whatever. Yeah, it also has a bit of a Charlie's Angels feel because it's just a bunch of women and then Kendrick Lamar is there too. Right. But he's not he's, the matriarch or whatever. No, he's like the guy. He, he like He's like, we can rebuild Taylor Swift. That's his role. <laughs> I assume he commissions the rebuild because Taylor Swift gets kicked out of a window and presumably dies on a car. You have to assume. Yeah, I mean, she falls pretty far. Yeah, but then she she gets dropped into a little chamber, uh, gets ficked by, by Welvin DeGreat. Welvin DeGreat and Lucky Fiore, yeah. which are Kendrick Lamar and I believe Lena Dunham, respectively. Yes. That is correct. <laughs> um, yeah, so part of this is like her, it's kind of like, you're, you're right, yeah, Alex. She like, gets to go through a touchless car wash that dries her hair for her. <laughs> That's right. All of Ocean's Eleven is like getting the gang together and then briefly it is like yeah. doing the actual heist. And that's so much of what this music video is, is like Taylor Swift getting this this gang together of everybody in this locker room. Some woman she boxes. Um, she's in like a snow cage for some uh, That's Carly reason. Kloss, who I did have to look up. Oh, okay. she's famous. She's famous. There's a few of these people that I had to look up, but Carly Kloss was not one of them. It's like mostly... You know, actors and models. Yeah. Singers. Yeah. I really enjoy this music video. I gotta say, as far as music videos go, I really enjoyed this one. It's definitely fun. I'm gonna say the plot a little thin, but like... Absolutely. <laughs> Mostly but introducing I think everyone and giving them their moment. It's saved yeah. by the celebrities, because as you're watching, you're like, really, Jay-Z's going by Slazy? Or, sorry, Gigi Hadid is going by Slazy. I was like, that's amazing. That's like, a great name, yeah. Hilarious. And I just, it's like and constant like, what's Ellie Golding doing with <laughs> yeah. that rocket launcher? <laughs> it's just yeah. constant entertainment, but like, there's not much substance. Yeah, Ellie Golding as Destructa X. <laughs> yeah, she's got good trigger discipline, though. You can see she... Yeah, until she fucking fires it off in the locker room. <laughs> yeah, but that's what... She, <laughs> she did that on purpose, though. <laughs> it's intentional. Right. It's intentional. Fair enough. Busting um, yeah. through walls also. Taylor Swift kicks through a wall at one point and it's just like a concrete wall. That's right. Yeah, just That's big fun. like action moments. Um, yeah. yeah, big celebrity drops, cool costumes, cool sets. Spy stealth car thing. Yeah, there's a stealth car. <laughs> that when did just this music video in? come out? It was like, I don't it know. It would have been like 2015. 2015. It was like pretty, I don't know. It's pretty good. Yeah, um, Mother Chucker, another great name for, for the ladies in the nunchucks. Right. For um, Cara Delevingne. Yeah. Cara Delevingne. Delevingne? Delevingne. That means Cara of the Vine. Does it? <laughs> what Depending what, on how you what language are we talking I, here? <laughs> I think that would be... Uh, probably, I'm probably using Italian. Okay. I believe. I'm, I maybe just mix it. It might be more Spanish. <laughs> um, yeah, it's what, what I find weird is you get the Crimson Curse, a character clearly defined by their red hair. Sure. And then Taylor Swift steals red hair at the end of the video for the big explosion walk. Oh, she does. There is like also a real G.I. Joe vibe to this. A lot of like people with random bits for their like military character. Right. And like my thing is swords or whatever. Or, yeah, my I mean, thing is being chucks, in obviously. the cold. Oh, yeah. They yeah. all got their like with, sort of hang on, specific. I, I feel like they all got to Lily choose their Aldridge. like weapon. Yeah, I think so. Is that Lily Aldridge? Is that Frostbite, Alex? That's Frostbite. Um, fantastic. Uh, My favorite was when Meredith Grey makes a cameo. 
When does Meredith Grey make a cameo? Ellen Pompeo. Oh. Ellen Pompeo. Okay. As as Luna. As Luna. Um, yeah, there, my like, favorite is these the like random things. Tron bike. Tron ripoff. bike's cool. Doing a Tron bike race with um, Jessica Alba. With Jessica Alba, that's correct. Playing the role of Domino from the hit Van Morrison song. Domino. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, Domino. Whoa, uh, Domino. Um, yeah, and then my uh, this is a plot quibble, but like, how did Arson know that Catastrophe was still alive? Uh, maybe. Well, I mean, if you because it kind of jumps at the end, right? Yeah. And now suddenly everything's exploded. So I assume that we're missing something. Oh, there's some critical footage we're missing. Yeah, and apparently this is the London skyline. Okay. Yes, it is. You can see the uh, this. What is that? Sh- it's not the shard, is it? It's the, the shard is one of them. It's one of them. I don't know if that's the shard. I've seen know. it in real life, and that's uh, as far as I know about it. Okay, and it wasn't <laughs> exploding when you saw it no, in real life. It looked much more mundane. Oh yeah, the big like egg-looking thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chad, that's this music video. Big, thrilling. And then they punch each other at the end, which yeah, they like. Like, I thought it they looks, grabbed each other's hair. Yeah. I, I thought it looked just like... I mean, it cuts out so quickly, right? But I, I interpreted it as a slap. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it's, it a does, it's like a it's yeah, like a side It's like an aggressive hit. slap. Yeah. And I think it's, it's maybe kind of both saying, you know, we've both done our part See, here. Spikes. Yeah, and I think it's meant to be like a bit of a punchline. <laughs> we do all this yeah. like Spikes. crazy... Uh, like hardcore stunts. We got people whipping nunchucks and knives and shit. We had a boxing yeah. match. Then it's like these two are just going to come up to each other surrounded by explosions and slap like each slap other. Slap it out. <laughs> what is this? The Oscars? <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, now it's really video. time to start talking about cover versions. Let's yeah, get people. into it. Versions. Let's move to the year 2015 to talk about Black Press. <laughs> Ever seen some blood this bad? Nah. Can't clean up in your bubble bath. Wish the memories we have are ones we never had. Feel the type of way. <laughs> We're gonna be in 2015 for a while. For a lot of this. So Black Prez is not Obama, but a rapper operating out of LA and Berlin. Yeah, it's quite a jump. Also an actor, and we also have Maddie Wilson Plus on this. Actor. Uh Maddie Wilson is a singer who does <laughs> soulful country crossovers. Yep, I can see that. Apparently Black Prez has music in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. And Fast and Furious. And Fast and Furious and a bunch of other stuff. But I really only wrote down Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. But did you know he has a keen appetite for lactose-free strawberry milk? Because that's my oh, favorite yeah. Black Prez fact. That that's a good fact. Section. It's so fun. It's like the second line of his own bio. strawberry milk. And vodka soda. And vodka soda. At the same time? Unclear. Unclear. I am a cocktail connoisseur, and I... Don't Can, know what that is. Called. I, I don't know. I'm inspired. I might have to try it. Get her down. And I will call it the Black Prez. If I ever find lactose free strawberry milk, I will make this cocktail. <laughs> I'm excited to hear the results <laughs> if you do find that. Um, what we find in this version, though, is original rap lyrics. Yes. Yes, we do. Um, so there's two seconds. It's kind of, they basically use the structure of the, uh, kind of, I guess, the remix in the fact yeah. that there's two rap verses. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, and those go like this. Look, day one, we was homies, kicked it at your crib. Best friends don't need a trophy. Told me that you know me, things you had to show me. We was in it all together. Now you're moving kind of slowly, slowly. A part is where we're going, like the water keep on flowing. But you know that blood is thicker than that H2O. Now I'll see you when I see you. Hope you're taking notes. That's the first verse. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much 
we used to be friends now we're drifting apart yeah i mean it's a it's the we've already said same approach as the kendrick remix i do like that he took it and was like you know what i love your lyrics it's a bold move but here's mine and i I, I like it yeah i I think it's good for him to show off his own lyrics um interesting thing about it no drums no drugs lots of piano no drums lots of piano oh no drums strings and piano which uh i mean in the usually if we talk about a version with like added rap verses they don't sound like this this is true alex you're speaking truth yeah it's kind of a unique sound like where it's you kind of have this rap with a lot of strings and piano i don't know i really it was it was different it was unexpected to me yeah, it was, it's like a low string hum, and then this just very sparse piano. This, dun, dun, dun. yeah, I found dun, the piano dun, quite loud. Dun, dun. I, yeah, I thought it, it was it was the mix. way overpowering to all the lyrics. Mm-hmm. And because it is like the only instrument mm-hmm. playing, just about, yeah, I did find it a little grating. I was like, we get it. Yeah, it's a little distracting, I think. And I, I don't know if that's just a like a production error almost where they just yeah. could have turned it down or if it was an intentional choice. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think you could mix it a little quieter because even on his uh, his verses where the piano is doing more chords, he's like rapping quite quietly. It's yeah. like, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <calm> down. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Um, I forgot to read verse two in which she says, I don't think I've ever seen blood this bad. Nah, can't clean up in your bubble bath. Wish the memories we have are the ones we never had. Feel the type of way you scream in words that make your mother mad. Or sad, maybe. I wrote bad, but it's clearly not bad. I'm going to get back to it. I'm going to keep doing me. That's how these big cats do it. We used to say we had each other's backs. Now we only see each other's backs. Yeah, it's more about just about like, ah, something happened. We don't see each other anymore. It doesn't have some of the extra stuff that, that, are in some of the other versions. Yeah, yeah it's less heavy on the betrayal the stuff, although I think yeah. you get that in the final lines there. Now we yeah, see each other's backs. He's yeah. kind of like, you know, I wish we would have never met. Like, if this was going to be how our relationship turned out. like Yeah, mm-hmm. wish the memories we have were yeah. ones we never had. Yeah. yeah. Damn. It's just more of a sad take on it, I guess, yeah. as opposed to aggressive, and that is reflected in the music. Absolutely. Yeah. It is a sadder... It's like very pensive piano play. Piano version. It doesn't... Maybe because of that, there's not really like a hook to this one, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just more- the hook is the piano. If you like piano, you're hooked. You yeah, you're that? hooked. You love this <laughs> shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I will say that is kind of the the flop of this song is that like in the original, you have a bit, like not a ton of bite, but enough to, to understand that like bad blood means like we got a problem and I am angry about it. Whereas this one's just kind of like all sad. He's like, it's, oh, it's a bummer that we are not friends. Which is kind of a different take on this sort of betrayal situation, right? Where, mm-hmm. Or maybe the next stage of grief for, for this, where, you know, Taylor's version's definitely a little bit more angry. Yeah. And then you've got Black Prez and, and his, his girl Maddie that are just upset. They're sad. Yeah. I almost wonder if this song is, like, more relationshipy. Like, and I, I don't know if I get that maybe from the music video where they're never in the same space. Like they're just always separate, and it's. Yeah. I feel like they're kind of singing to each other. Yeah, because it does raise the yeah. question: Why is this a duet if it's not meant to be these two singing to each other? Yeah, and I, I don't know. Yeah, hard to say for sure. I do know, like, just from a pure like technical standpoint, um, they weren't in. They're like across 
or in different countries. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, he must have been in Berlin. You can tell. <laughs> she she like, talks about it in her uh, upload of the music video. She's like, we managed to record this even though we're across the world from each other. So it's just straight up. They couldn't be in the same yeah, room. Yeah. And it, it, it looks like that, right? Like I wrote a note that they're like, there's no interaction between the performers. It, they're completely separate. Like yeah. they're filmed completely separately, but there's only like two some, or three, like three scenes for each of them. And then yeah. they just kind of splice them together. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, you can tell like the lighting is a bit different. The like, it, it's all like they each individually, I feel like recorded their own part and then put it together. Yeah. And you can, you can kind of see that the little bit of the difference there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what the video is. It's mostly like, there's basically, like you said, a couple scenes for each of them. Like, against a single color wall on a street basically and then like there's some stairs some stairs yeah uh, and like it just kind of goes between those shots and then it'll split them and and on the screen or something and it'll show two or three or even i think four at a time maybe at one point you gotta get the side version yeah. or the front version depending on what's right. happening that's right. Sometimes, or sometimes just both sides one, just the one shot but split into three it's very, yeah. very ocean's yeah. 11 is it yeah, they, they do a kind of diff- a frame trick. Like maybe that. they took some inspiration from the uh, the original video. Then maybe. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I felt like this one fell a little flat. I might have been more interested if he took up the choruses too. Maybe I don't think he necessarily needs the Maddie Wilson collab, or even if he just was there on the verse on the yeah on that. Yeah, part, he is the there on the chorus though. There's a Sam, little bit. Yeah, he's like, nah, yeah, uh-huh. take a look. Yeah, there's a little. I actually like those. I think they added to it and gave it a little bit more structure. I, I think it was good to have them there because it reminds you like this is Black Prez because a lot of the song right. is just that chorus. Yeah, And it reminds you that they're supposed to be singing together, maybe? Yeah. It's like a song together, not just like two songs spliced together. Mm-hmm. I guess that's maybe my other issue is if this is supposed to be like a duet, Bad Blood as a song is about how one person is in the wrong. Yeah. And then if you get two people singing about it, it's like, well, one of you can't be sad. <laughs> <laughs> one of you should be upset or something. Yeah. Or, one of you needs to be or be like, yeah, I fucking did it. Like, <laughs> I'd yeah. do it again. Like there needs to be some <laughs> kind of conflict. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's a different take on that for sure. But I do like the original rap verses. I like what he says. H2O. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably my highlight. <laughs> Um, and yeah, they, they try some stuff with anything else on this one. Not really. I do just, I just felt like I was slapped in the face with the piano the whole time, which I wasn't <laughs> mad about. I thought it was okay. They're slapping the keys, but it feels like they're slapping yeah. the keys. I agree. It could be just like mixed a little yeah. lower. That's my only critique. Otherwise it's a fine cover. It's a fine cover, but it's not a little bit country, which is why I've got our next 2015 version. Ryan Adams. Ryan Adams. Yeah. So this Ryan Adams, former member of Whiskey Town. He has like one famous song everybody knows, I think. Which one is that? Uh, Alex, and you're going to call me out on it. It's probably Wonderwall. <laughs> <laughs> A cover of Wonderwall. So we talked about him on Atlantic City, Alex, back in September. Yeah, we did. We did. I remember it was Atlantic City was weird because the style he did it in was basically not different 
from the original until like the very end and then at the end he started to do some more interesting things but it was like just a little bit yeah whereas this one's like okay this is not synth pop this is your kind of alternative country or whatever is yeah he's taking he's taking taylor back to her roots here with some country yeah so i did not know that ryan adams did a, a cover of wonderwall but i put in my notes is this the wonderwall intro because it sounded when i first listened to this i was like did i put on wonderwall like just the the guitar it just oh yeah it it's is a bit so subtle but i was like oh so that's funny that i didn't actually realize that now the question is i'm just gonna listen to a sample of his version of wonderwall no it starts out completely differently that's a shame but yeah it is like that but a little slower yeah Big acoustic Maybe. guitar energy on this. Um, he's done a cover album of 1989. He did a cover album of Nebraska, Nebraska. by Bruce Springsteen. He, he just does, does a lot of sometimes. cover albums. Which is fun. It's fun, yeah. Um, his enunciation's not great. I... And then he really leans into one where it's so sad. <laughs> it's so sad. <laughs> Do you have any history with Ryan Adams? No. No. I've never okay. met him. We've never dated. You've never met him? <laughs> He's never written a single song about you? I don't think so. Wow. Unless this is it. Judging really from his work, him. he doesn't write songs. <laughs> See, that? it's like where... Yeah. yeah, I just... this. There's some slight lyric changes in this one. Yeah, what are they? Well, so the one is, so take a look at what you've done. Right. And, it's, and I, maybe it's not even a lyric change, but it's a... He says it differently. He says it so differently yeah. that it, it sounds changes so... Changes up the cadence. Let's just look back at the, uh, yeah, so in the, in the Taylor version, it's just take a look what you've done. And he says, take a look at what you've done. Right. It does make it, it feels very it, different. It, it yeah. felt like when I was first listening to it, I was like, oh, that's new. <laughs> and it's just one little word, but it, uh, I don't know. It's different. I, yeah, it's a little different. Yeah. But I mean, overall, like he's got this country angle, you know, it's, it's all guitar based instead of synth based so you get these like little guitar licks and stuff yeah uh, that's kind of, it's kind of based on the verse melody dun, 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 you know that yeah and then uh he pretty well uh, follows you know he starts with a verse for one right yes yeah um and then kind of follows the you know verse pre-chorus chorus structure um but yeah it's kind of just in that style would yeah, this style be considered indie now, I, I heard him described as alternative country. It's not a genre I know that well. Okay. But I think that that's, par- that's part of it, or it's Because it kind of got, I was like, it's, it's very, like, acoustic. It is very, yeah. like, kind of grassroots. But then I was like, there's also something that's, like, folk it's festival. It's got that, like, lo-fi side to yeah. it that's a little, a little crunchy. Yeah, I think, yeah. and I was kind of saying, like... A lot of echo and, like, tapey almost. Yeah, if this song was just playing in the background at, like a store or something I was shopping at, I don't know that I'd immediately recognize it as bad blood. No, I think I I would have had to be listening to the lyrics and be like, Oh, interesting. Okay. A cover. Yeah. It does come off. And like, maybe you labeling it indie is more just like kind of generic. Yes. It's it's just like a bit of everything. I think that's what I mean by that. Exactly. And like soft. And that's like indie music typically has softness. Yeah. Super easy listening to background. Like, kind of chill you're just chilling at the park listening to some some band playing their covers yeah it's you could definitely crack a cold one with the boys yeah i wouldn't be mad if i was like sitting at the park listening to ryan adams yeah Yeah, he was just playing at the park i wouldn't be like okay get out of here man i'd be like all right this is fine 
He does a lot like volume wise, I find in the song where like he kind of has those like really distant points and then he really gets super, super quiet before a chorus and then jumps right back into it. And there's I think he's like kind of dramatizing some of the volume changes a little bit. Oh, for sure. Even and even on the, inverting the- them. Yeah. But sorry, you you go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say on the the middle eight, the band aids don't uh, fix bullet holes. He's like the band aids don't fix bullet holes. Yeah, it drops way down, and then like even at the end, whereas in the original, it like went to this like soaring line. It just like goes down. Yeah, we yeah. don't get any soaring in this song. I don't feel like no or in this no. version. It's meant to be like really wistful, almost kind of looking back and be like, damn, we had something, but now it's gone. Can't solve these problems. Yeah, all this to say, kind of a boring version. Yeah, we get a really long outro on this. Yeah, yeah, a lot of instrumentals, big echoey like guitar chords and shit going. It's yeah, I completely tuned out. Like I, I like, kind of right. thought we were gonna get another like something hook or something at the end. Hmm. But no, it just repetitive. Yeah. Over and over, same You're thing. Supposed to sit and think about what you've done. I I maybe that <laughs> maybe that was the choice made. Maybe. Um, I'm making the choice to move on to our next 2015 yep. cover, Madeline Bailey. Remember when you tried to run me off? Remember when you thought I took a loss? Don't you remember you thought that I would need you? Follow procedure, remember? Madeline Bailey. More like uh, Madeline Bailey. Baby. Hey, did you guys see that Tim Hortons is teaming up with Bailey's? Uh, yes, no, I did. I I've heard not amazing reviews. I know. Like, they took the booze out of the Baileys. What oh, you? yeah. What? But I also, yeah, so they're doing non-alcoholic Baileys flavored ice caps and cold brews and whatnot. But I guess they didn't. We're not. Well, someone I know had one and said it wasn't like they used the Baileys creamer that already exists. That's non-alcoholic. It was like they made a Baileys flavored syrup to put okay. in. It wasn't as great. What's, I haven't tried it, but the flavor of Baileys. Irish cream, baby. That's what I thought. Yeah, it's Irish cream, which uh, to, uh, to someone who's maybe never... Have you ever had Irish cream? Possibly not. Because I was like, I don't know how I would describe that flavor to okay. someone who's never had it. You know, it's, I realize yeah. in my mind it's minty, and I don't know why. I don't think I've ever had it. I, I don't think it is. I don't think I, it is. <laughs> I, was, I was like, Irish green, yeah, mint. It's like maybe like a sort of a spiced cream rum yeah, flavor. I, the more I think about it, I'm like, what? how do you describe that flavor? Not sure. It's Not like sure. cream, but with a twist. But <laughs> Alex can try it with the new Tim Hortons non-alcoholic Baileys Yeah, line. finally. Uh, a big thanks to Tim Hortons for sponsoring this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Not a sponsor, but we are open to one. Yeah, open to sponsorship, Tim Hortons. I mean, come on. I'll tell people your shit Baileys is good. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Pay me. Uh... Madeline Bailey, though. Madeline Bailey. Not, uh, as far as we know, non-alcoholic. Uh, American <laughs> singer, songwriter, and YouTube personality. Promotes her stuff on live shows in France. Um, and she does the bold choice of doing the remix version and singing the Kendrick verses. Singing the move. Kendrick verses, yeah. That's what really her thing. Um, I mean, I think it works okay. Um, some of the lines are a little awkward. Some, yeah. But, like, they're good. They're good lines. They're good know? lines, and it's not like she's attempting to rap, so I, I yeah. appreciated that. That definitely helps. I, I liked the choice. I thought, yeah. I was like, you know, you went for this, and I like it. Lean in. This song's vibey to me. The first mm. time I listened to it, I was like, okay. I listened to it a couple more times, I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I did find myself coming around in my first listen to this because the first time she jumped with the Kendrick, I was like, oh, no. Yeah, yeah. agreed. <laughs> the reaction is, yeah. Yeah, I had a lot of initial reactions to these covers that I had my opinions changed on after a few a few listens, but I I thought this was vibey. I really like the drums. Yeah, the drums are great. I think that's a strong part of the original and to to make that even heavier on this and focus it a little more is a good choice that kind of like low like tom sound to the kind of snare boom, 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 yeah that that makes up a lot of it um i i didn't love the like synth production on this one it was a little generic to me yeah i would say that's fair um but it's got other strong stronger parts because like most of the bass is just that like dum 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 that was like a root yeah. note on a, a bass synth but it lets you focus more on her vocals which i think they're pretty unique and she's got some she's got some good vocal taste i think she's a great vocalist like i was pretty impressed by pretty impressed by it Hmm. i think what i didn't like was the like metal guitar chug on the first half of the chorus oh Jun. yeah yeah Jun, and then they Jun, drop Jun. it off which yeah. it sounds a little better once it's dropped off God. yeah i agree and maybe it's to kind of give it a little bit more grit. Yeah, I feel like it just doesn't pay off. Because like in a lot of songs, when they have that, the next half is like even heavier, like even crazier. Yeah, and so maybe the choice to drop it off was maybe not the choice. Maybe they should have leaned in Yeah, more. like double it or something. I yeah. don't know. Because we go from that to Do just kind of like a basic synth pop production. And you're like, well, we just lost all that momentum from the, the metal guitar chug. And then, Alex, this chorus uh, synth production, you don't like that either? The kind of brighter, like, high up stuff? You hate that, too? Do you hate that, Alex? Do you fucking hate that, man? I mean, I don't know. It's just, I, compared to the drums, it, it, didn't, it didn't really resonate, you know? Oh, yeah, the drums feel, like, inspired, <clears throat> and the yeah. synth feel it's like... like yeah, it's also there. there. Yeah. Um, for me, anyway. Yeah, listening to this version, I, uh, it gave me, like, stepping vibes, like the dance. Mm. Like, I... Are you familiar with stepping, Alex? I don't even know if that's what it's called anymore. But it's like where you've got like groups of people and they're like, you know, slapping, making clapping on their legs and hands and dancing together. Oh, it's there's a I'm watching documentary on stepping right now. Yeah, you got to look it up because it's just a lot of old people. Yeah, but it just it's really like stomps and claps and slaps okay. and it's yeah. I just felt like this version I was like this could be a song that okay, a, yeah. an American college campus would step to. Maybe uh Chicago is it Chicago stepping? Maybe. That sounds right. The one I watched was maybe an organization helping old people dance, so it was Ooh, a little different. Might be different. Okay, this is a half hour video. 11 years ago, yeah. It's all watching old people dance. I think, I mean, I think we were in musical theater, Snake and I were in musical theater at like the right time that I think we had some choreography inspired by this. Yeah, I think we, uh, we had some step in choreography. Uh, but they didn't say that that's what we're doing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's... Just do this thing. Yeah, this yeah. Is, is a stepping African-American or step dancing is a type of form of percussive dance in African-American culture. Performance entire body is used as an instrument to produce complex rhythms and sounds through a mixture of footsteps, spoken word, and hand claps. Okay, yeah, I'd buy that. Which I think was shown possibly in a, a movie that I watched that this kind of gave me a throwback to, but okay, it uh, honestly, I remember really enjoying all stepping 
that I have seen. So maybe take a look at it sometime. Yeah, we're, we're going to get into stepping. Uh, it sounds fun. And yeah. I, I, from the description, I believe you could dance to this version like that. Yeah, because of the drums and the like, clap, clap, yeah, clap, clap, heavy. clap. Yeah, yeah. Like it, you could really, you could make some some good dancing to this. Hmm. Um, what I like about this version too is that it changes up even things like the pre-chorus. On the second pre-chorus, we get this really sticky drum, just like slapping the sticks against the side of the drum or something. That clack, 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 clack. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a lot that. of different sounds to it. Hmm. Which will bring me to my one beef with the music video. Okay. Oh. Alex, you oh owed? no, uh, we have oh. a music video up. That's oh. all. Yeah, let's do it then. Let's talk about the music video because. Yeah. It's it's time. So the music video is mostly her in front of a like a dam. Yeah, large concrete structure <laughs> with some random graffiti on it. Yeah, what I wasn't sure if that was like intentional positioning or if they made the graffiti, but I couldn't quite make out what it said. I assumed it was just like it was already there. Usually, it's... I would hope so, and that they didn't graffiti yeah. a structure for this music video. But <laughs> something it says together on the back half of that graffiti. Oh yeah. Does. I don't. I don't know what. It, yeah, but uh, unity brings us there. together. Actually, unity is what it says. Together. That okay. could have been there. Yeah, that was probably there. Anyway, the it. video primarily visualizes the percussion as like a single floor tom. Yeah. Combined with she's playing it and like clicking the sticks together as well for what yeah. would be the snare. Yeah, which that's my only gripe with this video is that she's making all the drum sounds with with one drum, one drum with one and drum. some sticks. Impressive. And it's yeah. impressive. <laughs> it is impressive, but it, it took me out of it a little bit. I I almost just wish that she would have had a full set with her and could have right. Like I'm well, like maybe get, she like another person too. Yeah, and I was like maybe she is a drum. Like, do we know about her? Is she a drummer or is I, she? I know just... she has a baby. That's all I'm getting from this <laughs> from her Facebook. Page. Alex found her Facebook or Instagram page and it's a lot of pregnancy, a lot of maternity photos. photos. Of, she just had okay. a baby. What's the baby's good, name? Good Did she post it? It's blood. Unclear. Unclear. <laughs> My kind of bummer with this video is we don't get to the good stuff until about uh, two thirty-five, when she finally gets the the right. red dust on the, the red drum. dust paint. Yeah, there's like yes. pigment stuff on there, and she just kind of evil. Yeah, you get a you get a little hint of it at the beginning. You're like right, open right. up, and you're like, what's gonna happen in this? Right, she's covered in blood. She's covered in blood, and then it comes out at that point where it's just like this paint, paint dust. Yeah, just paint I love dust. it. It was giving me like Blue Man Group vibes. Yeah, hundred percent. Which was so good. I was like, here for it. It's like you Absolutely. go, Madeline. They need this video needs like somebody else, and they could even be like a stagehand or something in all black, who is like causing some some drum beef for <laughs> some her mischief. Or something. Yeah, like somebody to have bad blood with, and then maybe even they're the one who throws the the blood on the the drum and starts kicking things up. Like that would be very funny if it was like actually Blue Man Group. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> riff. I think the the paint saved her though because it was it's a little stale like there's just it's just her a little more visual a little more visual it adds another layer and you're like oh yeah here we go otherwise it just literally looked like she's kind of dancing by herself at the club yeah like white girl club dancing absolutely you know had it just been that the whole time I might have got bored but I was I was here for the the red paint yeah give me that red paint it was so I was definitely zoning out before I was like what else is going on at this damn like (laughs) yeah damn damn son. <laughs> um but we gotta we gotta move on we can't we damn up this conversation we gotta keep flowing like water like that h2o we gotta talk about halocene in 2015 you 
Yeah, we get talked about ready. that scene a while ago, didn't we? Get ready. Yeah, we talked about their nightcore version of Shallow, the song from A Star oh, Is Born. that's what it was. Yep, I remember now. So Somebody this have- is a, I think they're a duo, but they had a full band in this. So I don't know for sure, but they kind of yeah, do like, they're two like official members. hardcore, like kind of metalcore maybe. Um, and then they do nightcore remixes of their own songs for, which for any normal human being who's never heard of nightcore before, it's just where you speed up yeah. a track by about like 33% or something. <laughs> yeah, it's Alvin and the Chipmunks. <laughs> it's Alvin and the Chipmunks. Oh my God. But for the whole track. It's a whole genre. It confuses the hell out of me. Um, but these guys do their own remixes of that to kind of double dip on each song they do. Yeah. Interesting. You go Halo scene. Yeah, so these guys love to do weird shit, make weird choices. Their choice here is to combine this song with Feeling This by Blink-182. Is that okay? I was, that makes so much more sense. I was like, what is the choice here? Yeah. I'm still a little confused by the choice. I really like, so in the, in the, uh, like the first thing you hear when you listen to this is, Get ready for bad blood. That's which, right. which comes from which comes from feeling this. They say, "Get ready for action." Get ready for action. Yeah, oh, that I, is... I don't know Blink One Eighty Two that well. So no, I, I don't either. And I this makes sense. You are a Blink One Eighty Two guy, Snake. You got to answer the, all the I'm questions. I'm the local Blink One Eighty Two. Okay, so like I'm I like I know the hits. I know feeling this. Um, I I meant to look up the lyrics for feeling this because I was like, do these songs really have like a lyrical connection? Because that's I think my biggest problem with this version. Yeah, it's not really about um, betrayal, as far as I know. No, although you could twist it. Here's my problem: is the only line they use from feeling this is the backing vocal. I'm feeling, feeling this. this. Feeling this. When like you could have played this as a conflict between her and the dude, and then he could be playing like he. He, as like the first line of the song goes, I got no regret right now. I'm feeling this. So he could be like, I'm not regretting betraying you. And we could have like a conflict, but they just kind of use lightly inspired instrumentals from feeling this with her doing all the vocals. Yeah. And they strip a lot of the bass out too. Yeah. It's a very Um, non-bassy song. That's what I noticed. And the bass is such a strong portion of this song since it is such like an arena rock kind of anthem, kind of stomp your feet, clap your hands. You lose that element. What do you got? Yeah, so it is, yeah, it's basically just like riffs and stuff from from that while she does the other, she does bad blood work. Yeah, she does all the vocals. But uh, this was, uh, so when I listen to bad blood, I'm like, oh, I want this like a little faster, a little more drummy, a little more rock, a little, Mm -hmm. and I was like, this is it. Is it? I was like, is this it? I kind of, it's, it's, it's close. It's pretty close to what I was looking for. Um, Yeah. It's not bad. <laughs> it's not bad. And like, I do like the drums on this. I think that is a strong yes. point. You get some double kick in there. Like things feel intense. Um, I think the choice to use like the pop punk Blink-182 style guitar, unfortunately, removes that weight, that heaviness that we could have really like veered towards. Okay. Because it's just like a little yes. too high. And, and for me, it just reads as Blink-182. It's... Which now I know that it's combined with a Blink yeah. song makes more sense. It was like probably it an bass. intentional... Like if you listen to the original... Oh, it's loud. Yeah, if you listen to Feeling This, it's, so it's, much a, more it's a heavier version of a, a song than this. Like, So we kind of hit like Sorry, a midpoint with this one where it's not like as heavy as it could be and it's not like as, as light as it could be. It's, it just falls in a weird middle yeah. spot for me. I feel like, I mean, get that... Uh... It's just the, the, the and production. And I'm so distracted the, the by that, that I'm feeling this. Because like, I hear it and I'm like, you could do this with any song. <laughs> yeah. Any song you could buy this. You'd be like, you've got a fast car. I'm feeling, feeling this. this. <laughs> it's 2015. We were all into mashups. 
Yes, I can't. So speaking of fast car, ever since we recorded our episode, I I can't listen to some of it without hearing like you got a fast car, fast car. (laughs) 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 It's just it it hasn't ruined the song. It is still my favorite song, but it just that always makes me smile. I'm so glad I'm not alone in this because anytime I hear it's like you got a fast car, fast car. It's in my head. It's it it's really great. is. Can't get rid of it. I, I still get like excited anytime I hear a remix of it come on. Even though I talked about it like four years ago, I'm like, ah, I know maybe this version. We'll, maybe we'll have to revisit it with the new uh, Luke Combs cover that came. Oh out yeah, recently. there's probably plenty of covers we didn't talk about too. Absolutely. So we, can, we can get Luke Combs on there. We can I'm get down the champ to come back. Last time. Hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. let's make it happen. Maybe once before another four years passes though. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll do it shorter than a presidential term. We'll get you back <laughs> yeah, on. Perfect. Um, yeah, so it's, you get this, like, this pop punk guitar, um, the verses, like, again, it, it is basically the Blink-182 song, or Blink-182 yeah. just in general. You get muted guitar on the verses, this, like, driving kind of pattern. Uh, what else is cool in this version? We get some cowbell I mean, drumming on the first half of the chorus, which is, take it straight from feeling this. Yeah, it's all from feeling, I, I don't know, is the middle eight part where they drop down and... There's piano. Is that also in feeling this? I don't. Think I couldn't so. find anything in feeling. I feel like that's like maybe that. bad blood. Like yeah, it's maybe more bad blood. Or yeah. Black Prez version of bad blood. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. This is another one of those ones though where I first listened to it and I was like, I was so thrown off by I'm feeling this and get ready for bad feeling blood this. that I was like, oh my god, this is terrible. And then I Were listened to it. Were you not ready for bad blood? I wasn't. Obviously, I wasn't ready. And then now I'm kind of feeling this. I was like, oh, okay. I, this one again grew on me. I originally mm. was like, no, no, no. And then I was like, hmm. Maybe. Maybe. Mm. <laughs> it didn't hit for me. What about you, Alex? Um, I thought it fit reasonably well. You know, like you said, the, the lyric connection isn't there based on mm-hmm. my limited understanding of feeling this but i think just like feeling this is a good enough song that like it sounds fine right yeah <laughs> even like though it's... i don't love i feel like they could have kept in a little more of that like low end and that would have been stronger but what do you for sure do? i think I, I always get to these ones where it's these youtubers and I'm like we're doing this for the clicks i'm like can we have something that shows you have a little artistic like merit, right. like something that shows that you're putting more, together for a reason rather than just more like, novelty ooh, than too popular than, like, songs. inspired yeah I just don't understand why I'm feeling this was like the lyric they chose to like to keep in to well to keep in with bad blood like it just yeah you're feeling this bad blood like it's just I don't know it doesn't yeah because it doesn't play into like inside like because the other way you could take it is like we've got bad bad blood and I'm thrilled like I'm gonna fucking kick your ass like I'm feeling this <laughs> Maybe. but that doesn't show up either yeah it's uh, they didn't they didn't lean hard enough into that then if that's what they were gonna go for. Yeah, it just it feels like it falls a bit flat for me. Uh, they do have a music video, which mostly just shows you that yeah. they're Blink One Eighty Two fans. <laughs> the music video—they're never in the same scene. I feel like they're True. all they have one little corner that they recorded in. Yeah, it's all very and they close recorded up. everybody separately. Yeah, in front of these like cherry blossom they divider. Only have one of those. Hang on, what are they called? Um, what do you, Shoji. What do you call it? Yeah, <laughs> I think is the issue. <laughs> they're like cherry blossoms on there, so it looks like. They're right, so the rest of the studio Japanese probably building. looks pretty barren. And yeah, then you or showed it's any like that. full, packed full of stuff. That yeah, like can't it looks like it. shit. But, but this yeah. is clearly like their recording corner. It's all yeah. just them in front of that. Um, singer, whose name I forget. Um, 
Addie Halloween. Nicole Amick. She has okay. a, a, a shirt that says Link 182, and, it, oh, and it's, it's Link's Link head. from Zelda. From Zelda. Mm. I see it now. Zelda. I gotcha. And then she grabs her cat at the end. Yeah. That's right. Link 182. And it's the artwork from... The album Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, pretty pretty sharp cut at the end from them singing the song. Like, yeah. hey guys, yeah, thanks and for then, much video. But then she like does this weird like quirky YouTuber, which is like, ah, uh, and I can't remember, like, or something uh, silly at the end. You can subscribe right here. Like and subscribe. Here's my cat, and uh, that's all. Yeah, that's that's all. Yeah, that's the big my other big marker. Uh, all the checkered guitar straps. Yeah. Very, oh. very on brand with Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, like, very deliberate really. move on their part to be like, yeah. we're like Blink. Little two tone. <laughs> yeah, a little two tone. <laughs> <laughs> um, good stuff. There is that. No, we got two more versions to talk about, so we got to get cooking here, folks. Yeah. Alexandria Corvin, twenty sixteen. A cover artist and event DJ. And vocal coach. And really? Vocal coach. And alleged gothic rock goddess. That I buy. Okay. <laughs> vocal coach. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Let's talk about that a little bit. What did you think? Not my favorite. I was surprised for someone who claims to be a gothic rock goddess how little bite the vocal delivery had for this song especially. Yeah, her vocals are pretty thin, huh? Yeah. You want to know what I wrote for my very first impression of this song? Yeah. Was, mm. Who's auntie got a YouTube account? <laughs> oh, rough. I just, I was like, who's like auntie Alexandria? I was like, I can, I can sing. I'm going to post a YouTube video. You watch me. <laughs> well, she has 39 subscribers, you know. Yeah. Sorry, I shouldn't be talking shit about <laughs> following. But she also but, hasn't uh, been active for six years, so. That's probably why. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. People this, drop off. Yeah. There's just too much too much auto-tune in this, I think. And, and she sounds like she's out of breath from fucking go. Did you have to do this? Stop, breathe, do the take again. Yeah. Her vocals um, are not my favorite, which is surprising that she is a vocal coach. Yeah. yeah, maybe just not like this style of yeah. vocals. And know? maybe maybe this is it's the what what is it? Gothic Gothic Rock Princess. Gothic Rock Princess? Is that a genre of music? Gothic rock? Yeah. Gothic rock, yeah. Specifically that princess. <laughs> That's her specific genre. Yeah, she Actually, should probably goddess, stick to that, princess. I think. Oh, goddess. I, I sorry. Um She's got a plucked guitar going throughout the entire thing, this arpeggio, which is good for building that kind of tension that this song requires, that, like, we're going to get into a fight. Um, it's not bad. It's not a bad Yeah, choice. and then it kind of, like, it's muted sometimes, and it's sustained more sometimes. Yeah. And it's pretty much that and, like, a big heavy guitar that sustains and also chugs sometimes, so you kind of have the yeah. back and forth between we're muting it, we're not muting it. There's not a whole lot other than that. Yeah, this is my issue. comes in later on. Okay, there's a snare. My issue is that we get the tension, we don't get the release. We don't get the, like, oh. big chorus. We don't get anything. Yeah, she doesn't really ha- seem to have the power to, to do that. Like, the delivery's no. not there. I don't know, I think gothic, I would think she would do, like, a deeper register or something. Maybe it's all in the, the outfit. 
maybe yeah, it's all about the look. That's how you become a god. So you get a good look. Yeah, so she puts um in when she says ghosts, she almost like says it like go hosts. <laughs> she like really emphasizes it and like and like goes up at the end instead of I think either saying neutral or going down, which I I felt yeah, like you she live was, with go hosts. Yeah. And I just felt like she's trying to prove how good of a singer she is that she can like hold that note. And I right. I didn't buy it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a real weird one. Because it feels like it wants to be a bit of a vocal show off, but it just is not really. It almost gave me like live cover. Yeah, it is quality. a bit like like a live karaoke kind of thing. And they're like, yeah. we've got a band who will put something down for you and you can sing the song over top. Yeah. And I it wasn't it fell flat for me for sure. Yeah. I was listening to this one and my husband said two seconds in, he's like, I don't like this one. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> it's like I already don't like it. That's fair. Um, Alex, anything else on this one or should we move on? Not really. It was pretty flat. Let's talk about Unwoman in 2016. Unwoman, who we talked about not too long ago for, for Psycho, Psycho Killer. Killer. That's right, baby. Uh, so she's a cellist in this sort of like artsy museum, museum, musician. <laughs> yeah, lots of like steampunk stuff. She played with the Cog is Dead, who we talked right. about, the bad guy. Yeah, we talked about her music video for Psycho Killer where she was dressed as some kind of like forest spirit or something. Oh, yeah. While two women fought each other. Was that on woman? Yeah. Oh, shit. I'm pretty sure. I didn't think it was. Who did you think it was? Also, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you? How fucking... Oh, that might have been Dolka. I thought that was... You're, you're right, Dolka. Alex. I fucking lied to you. This, yeah. Uh, Unwoman plays a cello, though. Think about that. The cello is probably the most dramatic... Uh, yeah. ...change to this version. Yeah, yeah so and it's she, slower, mm-hmm. too. It's slower, which, to me, this song... I don't know if This works. song does not work slower to me. Yeah. I, I like it faster. I probably would even like it more faster, but slower. Sometimes if with songs like this, you can really build this tension if you slow it down a bit and you kind of get like a dark edge to it. I don't know if this this version pulls that off. No, because it's too, it too angelic. Yeah, so you I, got this choir at yeah. the top. Yeah, it's like gospel-y and angelic. And I sort just, of, yeah. I, I, I didn't, there was a um, like miscommunication with that mm-hmm. and the lyrics. Yeah, and the, like even the instruments she uses could get the right that like dark tone, that yes. heaviness, but yeah. they're played a little too like soothing or something. Yeah, there's a, I mean, there's a lot of cool sounds. Yeah, obviously you get that low cello in. That's kind of yeah. A you get this, we have like a choir and drums. Yeah. You get a choir. Drums, yeah. I I really I also wrote. I was More like, strings. this sounds like a preacher's daughter on safari. And you get <laughs> those safari. hand drums in. Oh, the drums. Like it just. <laughs> I was like, this is. And that's just obviously my own just first initial thoughts on it. But I was like, why is this the vibe it's giving me? It's because you get like religion right off the bat. Choir yes. comes in. And then and it's, the it's painted too. by the drums. Yeah. yeah. And you get the claps. It is. like Yeah. It's like my first venture out of the Western world is, is this yeah. song. And it's like she's taken her tour group on mission to some like West African country. And she's 
or her church group on mission and she's yeah. singing this song about bad blood to prove to people that she's Taylor Swift. She's still, yeah, she's she's yeah, trying to get credit for Taylor Swift's <laughs> music in <laughs> Africa while she builds a school there. She's that like, hey. my personal feud with Katy Perry. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I just feel like I don't know. It feels like it's missing something. Like like there's like we said there's some cool stuff, but it, it just doesn't have something. Yeah. yeah. Something extra. It needed that dark edge and it needed maybe different cello. Like, I still like the cello. I think it's a fun addition, but it just needed some more darkness, some more depth, some something different. Maybe a different choir, maybe different vocals, just I a almost, whole new song. I almost wonder if, like, I wouldn't necessarily say Bad Blood is the strongest song melodically. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I feel if I think if it maybe had more of that, then a, a mm-hmm. cover like this could have worked a little better because you could really base it around some, a strong melody. That's true. But there's not a whole lot of that to work with. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> Something like that. So, yeah, if she even focused on like a more percussive element, even for those strings, like, like pluck it instead of bow it or something, Mabel. I don't know. Yeah, and I think this song is such a revenge song, and then to mix it with these like angelic oh, 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 vocals, oh. It, it just, it's too contrasted. Just doesn't hit. Yeah, I agree. Um, that's our last cover to talk about, so it's time for our final verdicts. We got yeah. three categories today. The worst version, the best version, and the most, uh, you know, the most vengeful version. Which which one of these is the most cutthroat, you know? Who's going to do it? Who's going to end this feud? Uh, Emily, you are our guest. Why don't you tell us what the worst version is? Uh, the worst version for me... I think I'm going to go with Unwoman. That's okay. fair. That's a fair yeah, call. it's just not... just doesn't hit. Doesn't mix. Doesn't hit. Which I'm sad, because I do love a cello. Cello. Doesn't. Cello. I wanted it to be so much better. Yeah. My best version fair. today is oh. uh we're just gonna other... do we usually you hold up. Oh. We usually go around the horn here. I haven't been here in four years. Uh, what do you been four years? I, I was gonna let you run, but then I was like, wait, no, no I should no. I'm in control here. Alex won't won't reel you in, so I have to Alex, what's your worst version? Um I would probably say Alexandra Corvin. Uh the the vocals were mostly lacking. I thought the rest of it was okay. Like, it mm-hmm. could have been okay if, if they had uh, a stronger singer uh, backing it up, and it just didn't really. Right. Yeah, I think you two have kind of hit, hit the two worst ones here. Um, I might back it up on Alexandria Corvin, because, like, at least I like cello and what it sounds like. So if I kind of just put on Unwoman in the background, I can ignore that it's bad blood and be like, oh, there's some some strings or whatever. But yeah, Alexandria is just like a weak voice. As soon as it comes on, it's kind of cheap production. I'm going to be like, okay, I know this isn't anything good. Yeah. Uh, Emily, what is your best version? So my best version, I mean, I really do. And it's like, I want to call it the original because it's Taylor's version. Mm-hmm. But that to me doesn't feel like a, a true cover. Right. Um, my favorite cover version is Halo scene. It really is. I I really enjoyed it. Hey, it was, it's it's a little goofy, but it grew on me and grew on me and grew on me. And I just when I listened to Bad Blood, I wanted more. I wanted more drums. I wanted more guitar. And this this yeah. gave that to me. I think it is the closest to something that is that gives you that idea. Yeah. I wish there was something a little harder I for agree. this song, but yeah, it's about the closest you're gonna get. Alex, best version. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it would be cheating to give it to just the Kendrick remix. Um, and I'm Dude, going Alex. through these, and I'm like, what? 
I think I got to give it to Madeline Bailey. Yeah, it's all you know, pick. She used those verses and uh, had a decent, decent beat under it. I didn't love everything about it, but I think it was the strongest for me. Yeah, I mean, Alex, you must be Danny DeVito, and I must be Arnold Schwarzenegger, because we're twins. <laughs> we're twins! <laughs> I, I also think Madeline Bailey was the best version this week. I thought the drum is kind of like the strongest point of the original song, beyond like being Taylor Swift, Kendrick Lamar, whatever. Like That's like the real instrumental focal point. Uh, Madeline Bailey takes on the Kendrick Lamar verses, which I think are pretty strong verses just in general, and so to, to crack at that is good. I think she's got strong vocals. I really like that version. <laughs> Emily, who's the most cutthroat? Who's who's vengeful? Who's getting it done? This is where I give it to Madeline. I I believe her. I believe the drums. They 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 strike hard. Yeah, they're war drums. She yeah exactly. They're war drums. She gets me with the like. I believe. I believe somebody wronged her. <laughs> <laughs> Solid, good choice, Alex. Same question. I mean, I hate to double up, but I can't think of anyone else to give it to. No, it's Ryan Adams because he's cutthroat and he's stealing all the other songs. <laughs> Yes, Alex, absolutely. Um, hell, I'm going to give it to Black Prez. He comes on soft, but he took Kendrick's verses, Kendrick's bars, and threw him out the fucking window and said, no, I'm putting my own shit in here. Yeah, That's and cold. I that's like cold. it. That's cold. That's cutthroat. That's vengeful. He's coming for you. That's our final verdicts. You got a similar opinion, different opinion. Want to talk to us about a version we didn't talk about? Hit us up on the app, formerly known as Twitter, hashtag CoverMePod, at Jake the Cresty, at some Alex Wise Guy. Send us your comments, questions, concerns, suggestions for future episodes. You can also email those to us, CoverMePod at gmail.com. Talk to us there. Be sure to rate and review us. We are on Google Podcasts for now, YouTube Music, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts. We're even mostly on Spotify. Tell your friends, family, neighbors, loved ones about us. Um, what you can really do this week to to help us get through is uh, you know help get the word out there. Is film a short film of you and all your friends uh, listening to cover me, like a do do basically the bad blood music video, but it's about you all getting together to listen to a podcast and like punching walls and stuff. Pu- yeah, because we inspire kind of that kind of a reaction. Do. I think exactly have somebody like throw on the headphones and then they do a backflip or something because somebody Alex just made a funny remark. It'll kill. That's what you can do this week. We have a guest today, so of course I have made a bonus segment. Um, this is the Time Magazine Person of the Year quiz. As we all know, Taylor Swift just won, just was elected, nominated, became uh, Time Magazine's Person of the Year for 2023. So, uh, Emily and Alex, I have a list of what is either a Time Person of the Year or just a person. <laughs> and you it. have to tell me whether it's, it's truly they won or if I just made it up. And then a bonus point for the real ones if you can tell me the year. Are you ready? No, but yes. Nope. Fantastic. So the first one right off the bat is Greta Thunberg. She's Real or fake? Absolutely a person of the year. Alex. She, she must have gotten it. I can't imagine she wouldn't have. That is correct. Uh, can either of you tell me the year? I'm going to say 2018. I would have also, that was my guess. So I will go 2019. 2019 is the correct Whoa. answer. Yes. Emily's up with two <laughs> points. Alex has got one. The next one in line is Robert Downey Jr. Person of the year or just a person? I'm going to go just a person, Alex. I guess I'll go with person of the year then. Okay, Alex, unfortunately, Robert Downey Jr., just a person. Just a person. Even though he was featured prominently in the Fallout Boy version of We Didn't Start the Fire, still just a person. <laughs> So that is three points for Emily. Moving forward, Joseph Stalin. 
You're joking. I th- I'm going to say yes, was a person of the year. I don't remember how far back Time Magazine goes. Uh, I'll go with just a person. If it goes back far enough. Then okay, yes. Alex, you're, you're coming back in. You got two points here. Joseph Stalin was person of the year. Can you tell me what year? Let me think. It would have been 1946. No, Alex, too late. There are two answers for this. That's right. Joseph Stalin was person of the year twice. Wow. 1939 and 1942. Oh, incredible. A little too late. Good job, Joe. A little too late. I'm sure it was, I guess it wouldn't have been after World War II. Yeah, he kind of he kind of falls out of relevancy then. So that is Alex here two, Emily three. The next one, Mao Zedong, Mao Zedong, or Mao Zedong, if you want to pronounce it the way it looks. <laughs> person of the year. Can I get any sort of context as to who this person is? Uh, Chairman, leader Mao. of communist China. Mm. I'm going to say just a person. I also think just a person. Just a person. That's uh, both of you are correct. All right. I made that one up. He's he's a real guy. I didn't make him <laughs> up, but he, <laughs> he is just a person. So that is uh, what do we have? Three to four for Alex. Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos. Person of the year, just a person. Oh. That's a tough one. I can say person of the year. I think just a person. I hope he wasn't given person of the year. So Alex has tied it up now. Ah! Jeff Bezos. Person of the year. Alex, what year? 2004. Uh, no, a little too late. 1999. Oh, wow. that early. I forget. I forget Amazon was that early. Yeah, is that early? Okay, it's tied up. Four points to four points. The next one is the Mujahideen Fighters. That is the uh, the fighting group in Afghanistan. In Afghanistan, yes, during the Cold War, mm, wait. the United States. When was the last time? When was? Hmm. Interesting. I'm gonna go person of the year. Persons. Uh, I also want to say person of the year for this one. <laughs> no, that is incorrect. Oh, okay. Still tied. That would have been. I made that one up. They do sometimes have. They had like the Ebola fighters or something as people of the year once. Yeah, like groups. So, that was, of course, the Mujahideen fighters were shouted out in, I believe, Rambo? Rambo. I, I was going to ask yes. them when the last time you watched Rambo was, but I figured that might not be totally. That might not be the case, yes. So, um, that and they, yes. Next, Edward Snowden. I think, yes, person of the year. I do not know this man. Um, he was a big, like, he leaked about the NSA. Uh, like in surveillance America and stuff. how they were surveilling us um, and I'm going to go just that. a person then. Just a person. Emily, you're you're back in the lead. Oof. Edward Snowden, just a person. Not person of the year. I'm okay. going I'm trying to go in with my gut where if I don't know who this is, they're probably just a person, but uh, right. it's not working perfectly. <laughs> well, you might know this next one, the computer. Person of the year or just a person? What? Uh, it's so absurd. It could go either way. It's so absurd. It almost has to be true. <laughs> oh, oh. I'm going to say person of the year. Snake, why you got to do this? That's, that's the joy for me. Oh, uh, did they really do this? Person of the year. That is correct. Person <laughs> of the year. Can you tell me what year the computer won person of the, the year computer. that year called machine of the year? <laughs> I have a thought. Do you have a thought? No. I'm going to say 2000. Right I will dot. guess uh, 1994. Both of you shot over. It's 1982. 82. Wow. 82. Wow. The computer wins it. <laughs> Person of the year. <laughs> All right. So, Emily, you were in the lead by one point. The next one, Mahatma Gandhi. Mahatma Gandhi. I'm going to say just a person. Oh, I, I'll go person of the year. Emily, up another point. Mahatma Gandhi, what year did he win? Person of the year. 79. 
no, uh, 1930. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) way off, but, (laughs) but Hey, (laughs) you're still up here. So it's six to four, Emily to Alex. The next one, the Chicago bulls. Like the the, basketball, the the basketball team. Yes. Ooh, I'm going to say person of the year. I'll go just a person. Emily killing it. Damn it. Just a person. Uh, the Chicago Bulls did not win person of the year. I had a good year for it, too. Uh, t- what were you going to do, like 97? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I knew it was a good... Was, listen, I had two hours all day about this. All right, Alex, you have a chance to tie this up if you get the year and the are they real or not. It, assuming, that, assuming they are. I kind of gave it away there, assuming it is a year. Um, but you already know this one. You! Yeah. That's person of the year. <laughs> That's a person of the year, which I learned earlier. That's correct. Uh, so, Emily, was. you're still ahead by a point. What year was it? Actually, Emily, you're ahead by two points. It's okay. If Alex gets this, he can take all the marbles. I'm going to say oh. 2008. My guess is 2011. <sighs> 2006. Because ah. I was like, after, I feel like, it, I, for some reason, I was thinking it was after an electing Barack Obama. <laughs> <laughs> that was my that was my train of logic. I I can kind of see it, but I also I can see can't them see doing it. that. Um, that does uh, it. Uh, that makes Emily cover me as person of the year woo-hoo. for winning the Time Magazine of the Year. Such an honor! I'd like to thank the fans, my producer Max, Max Martin. <laughs> He's done everything for me. <laughs> see, I did a lot of work on this episode. I'd like to thank you, Emily, for joining us and and giving us your time. Uh, is there anything you'd like to promote? Uh, be nice to one another and wash your hands occasionally. Hell yeah. How, how often is it occasionally? You know, every time you use the restroom facilities or before you eat is probably a good place to start. Hell yeah. That's, that's pretty much what I do. Good stuff. Um, that does it for today's episode of Cover Me. And as we always say on Cover Me, don't think it's in the past. This Cover Me, it lasts and lasts. <laughs>